0: Probably uh,
1: useful. Yes. Greetings. Greetings.
0: It's been a while. It has been a while. Mm. How's everybody?
1: I'm eating a pin- peanut butter and banana sandwich, which is perhaps not the best choice when recording things, but oh well.
0: Could be worse. So, so we wrote down in my planner to like go to one of the dining halls for lunch. Or I mean dinner. Well, lunch, too, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember why. And then I got in, and then they got a menu, and I was like, oh, fondue. Yes, that is that is why I decided to come here for dinner tonight.
2: <laughs> we had pork roast for lunch at school today, which the cook uh-huh. put on at, like, 6 a.m. So by 10 a.m., the school smelled incredible. Oh, And then there was probably there's a whole roast left that oh my the kids didn't eat. And so I was sending messages to my Hispanic coworkers, going, "Let's do carnitas on Friday for lunch. I'll bring cheese, Ooh. and you guys can bring homemade tortillas and guacamole, and we'll just do it up right." So Ooh. I think
0: that's what we. Well, the kids. I take it you won't give the kids any guac. The kids
2: aren't there on Fridays. We've given them guac uh, before. They they we, eat it. Wow. Well, we do. Um, they haven't done them this year. We used to do wraps. Okay. Like sandwich wraps, and the cook would put guacamole on it. It was good. And then she'd bring out mm-hmm. an avocado and show him what it was. So it's fun. An
0: avocado is technically a fruit, right? I believe
2: so. It has the seed inside. Yeah. Tis tis. Mm-hmm. We've lost Trisha. She was here earlier. Mm-hmm. I thought she not
1: answered the call.
2: I thought she answered me earlier.
1: Hmm.
3: you all have She's the day skimming. off tomorrow. Yes.
1: Hmm.
0: We well, i was nice. sitting there going. I didn't Guy Fawkes Day but, was last we week, and then I realized what tomorrow was and was like, oh. <laughs> yes, we... Uh,
1: you were at Harry Potter lab.
0: We are very excited. Well, no, about the, 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 they, the MuggleNet had stuff, and the Internet had stuff about Guy Fox Day, and I was like, wait,
2: what? The young man who was grown up Harry Potter for Halloween that borrowed my wand and my snitch said... Yeah. Had a Guy Fawkes, um His birthday was like two or three days later. And he did a Guy Fox bonfire and stuff. Oof, bonfire. Guy Fox and his birthday, so. Even better.
1: Yeah. I liked some of the articles in the Guardian about that. They're saying, you know, Guy Fox really wasn't, didn't have much to do with it. He wasn't even the ringleader. That was this other guy. He was just the man who happened to be standing shiftily near barrels of gunpowder and had to explain why he was there. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, well.
0: So, Somebody was pointing out, I forget if it was when we were doing the Canada's thick stuff with the rifle scene in book one, but somebody I think it was Death Roll was like,
2: How in the world did Vernon get a shotgun? But in I don't England? think that you, they, you can't just like I don't think that that's the case. There are hunting I mean, they hunt and a shotgun would be a hunting mm-hmm. gun. So, That's true.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I would say that it would be very easy. Now, a pistol, yes, they would have a difficulty getting a pistol. Okay. Yeah, but yes. a shotgun is a hunting gun and they would, they, it's okay to hunt. So. Okay. Yeah. We needed you on and, the podcast. <laughs> and they do have a remark like, about that at it. the
1: beginning of this one. Um, okay. Cause I guess the, what happened is the police showed up cause there was all this commotion. Jeez. And. She remarks in the, the um, author's notes at the beginning of the chapter we're starting on that people had commented to her, you know, British police don't have guns.
4: She
3: said, yeah. oh,
1: I didn't realize that. Yeah. Even though I've done research on all sorts of things, I missed that part. But it's important. So this particular squad had some guns. <laughs> <laughs> because the plot says so. So it's a, a minor divergence there.
2: But... Mm, not a big deal. Yeah. I like this shirt. You're lucky I'm not allowed to do magic outside Hogwarts. <laughs> I need one of those.
1: So I take it we're waiting for Trisha. Trisha said
2: TV. I'll be. Oh, she's calling.
1: All of us. All of us.
2: <laughs> okay, I've been chugging a bottle of mics. This should be a happy podcast. Yay!
0: Okay. That's oh my right. god, I just discovered what was it? Mocha. Let me go find it. It sounds amazing. I have way too many.
2: Well, it can't be uh, Mocha mics, I don't think.
0: No, it's not a Mocha
2: mics. It's, it's like
0: the most oh, amazing thing I've what? ever seen. It's like basically an iced coffee with Kahlua and something else. Mmm. Oh, is, is it a TGIF Friday's? I don't know. I can share the link with you. Hold on here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've just realized that I've been yakking and preparing for you guys, and have not pulled up the thick headband. Mm. Mm. Bad, Do you bad, want me to bad,
0: send you the link? I
2: no, I haven't. Thank you. Okay,
5: and that's all right. I didn't answer the phone real quick. Good. I spawned something on our skin, and since he started wrestling, oh. I'm kind of freaked out and I thought it was ring war.
3: Oh. Oh my
5: God! Oh shit! I'm so, so looking up. I'm looking up on the internet, going, is this ring war or is this ring war? Uh,
2: so it's springworm's not that big of a deal okay so it's, no, not no, really it's just okay. A,
5: it's just a but the thing is it spreads a lot through right
2: yeah oh yeah hmm. and
5: and then yeah it's just a fungal thing but it doesn't look like it but he gets eczema
3: mm-hmm.
5: um fairly easy like he just because of the mat has all those um the mat has all of those um chemicals on it when they clean it and stuff like that right his skin starts to dry out and he starts to crack and, Uh. and everything so
2: so i'm sure she'll appreciate me sharing this but my doctor got ringworm and she didn't know what it was because it was on her bum and she couldn't see it obviously so she could feel something there she knew she had something but she couldn't see it so she was treating it but she wasn't treating it as ringworm she was treating it as something else And whatever that was made it worse. She was going nuts. And so finally she had to go to her daughter. Come here. Look at this and tell me what it looks like. And then after she described it, she's like, okay, it's ringworm. I can fix this. (laughs) That's when you take a picture. She couldn't get to it. She tried looking in the mirror and stuff. It didn't work.
1: I'm loving uh, Ray's link in the POV chat, the Second last one that she just sent is a, a gallery of, uh, of um, and The caption is, you can't be afraid of snakes if they're wearing hats. And it's all these snakes wearing different little cute tiny hats. It's very amusing.
2: It sounds pretty amusing.
1: The first one is a little headband with rabbit ears on it, made out of <laughs> pipe cleaner, it looks like. Yeah, they're and fun.
2: This reminds me of the uh, shirt that I got, my Star Wars shirt with my house, with the Harry okay. Potter house scarves. Alex, just come in through the kitty door, would you? He's standing at my door going, meow, 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 meow. But he's not coming in through the kitty door. <laughs> Probably because he's so huge that to jump up on the the rail is hard work. I wouldn't want to jump that high. Why does he need to jump on a rail to get through the kitty door? Because the kitty door is through the window instead of through the door so that oh. I didn't have to put an actual hole in my door. Oh.
1: Well, so I don't know we... what other stories we might have, or do we want to go into our
2: Well, Trisha, we haven't talked to Trisha in a really long time. Trisha, what crazy, funny, nutsy thing have you done lately?
1: <laughs> I love how you just assume there is one. Well,
2: of course. Well, she's Jen. <laughs> she's still with us, or did we drop her again? <laughs> we can't hear her.
1: Oh, she's hear here, you. but she's a robot.
2: <laughs> we can't hear you, Trisha! Well, we can I'm,
0: hear you. We just can't understand here. you.
3: Oh, shit. Well, we can actually understand that. Cannot, <laughs> of course it did.
5: Of course, the swear word came in. I can't really think of anything like truly exciting. Oh, I'm having gallbladder surgery. Oh, oh that's not exciting.
2: Hmm? Not? Yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, I'm going to have it during Christmas. Oh, oh wonderful. That's
0: sweet. Lovely.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, like, awesome. So... <laughs> Other than that, there's not much hat. I'm done with cheerleading. Yay! Yay!
2: Ulrich's wrestling. Oh, yeah. Cool. Trisha's <laughs> just going to fade in and out tonight. Yep. It's going to be yep. really interesting. <laughs> so, okay, well, I don't think I've got much going on. Scott, Winnie, okay. you guys got anything going on except besides it's fondue night? Uh-oh, we lost Trisha. Oh, dear. <laughs>
0: Um, well, gearing up for finals, everybody's panicking, um, like super, super panicking. Mm -hmm. That sounds like not fun. Yeah. Well, so finals. Well, not exactly. Okay. So I'm taking a journalism class and we're writing a, or at least a chapter of a memoir or two or something. And the final product for that class is due on the 23rd so that we can revise it and critique it and blah, 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 and have a party on the last day of class. So that's thing number one. Thing number two is in two weeks, we have to have basically a rough draft of another paper or a paper for another class due, which is basically like a historiography of a topic of your choice. But... Nothing's been settled yet because nobody's quite narrowed down their topics. Everybody's flipping out about that. And, (laughs) yeah.
5: (laughs) I'm just glad I don't have to write all that
0: kind of shit. (sighs) Me too. Mm. Yeah, but I missed it. Like, it's totally different from like doing work, you know, like work work. Mm -hmm. And I'm panicking now, but I'm going to enjoy it because it's all stuff that interests me like you know it's Mm -hmm. not like undergrad for the most part where you're doing stuff the teacher wants you to do It's, it's stuff that you're like okay this is tangentially related to my research for some of it um a lot of it's there are two paper one paper that's like everybody's going to btf like i don't understand what you want us to do so we're all gonna like pile into the professor's office and be like help Alexander. I think kudos to you to do all that writing. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm just writing. I'm just not I'm writing. I just well, well no, I'm insane. insane and I'm doing nano on top of everything else. So You're of course, insane. Yeah. So
5: there's yeah, okay. well, I don't. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just always in just amazed by people who write because I'm not a writer. I mean, I'm a math person. I worked in, work in an engineering... I worked in an engineering...
0: That's what I do. You can do the math. I don't
2: understand math. So. Me either. I'm totally with you, Mooney. I'll no. write till the cows come home, but don't ask me to do math. No. See?
1: You should be I'm reading the, the Earth Mancer.
2: Yeah. You should, Tricia. You'd like that. It's all about math. Yeah. The, uh,
1: the other big story by the guy who did... um the interview we just did? The Accidental, accidental Animages?
2: Oh, okay, uh, okay. And
1: he, he writes one where instead of being a general bookworm, although she is to some extent, Hermione is specifically focused on math. Mm-hmm. And when they, they get the, the visit from Professor McGonagall at the beginning of June or whenever it is in, when she's 11, um, and they realize there are no math courses at Hogwarts, McGonagall explains about arithmetic and how they'll get into math eventually and, Hermione manages to test into the third year arthmancy class as a first year.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's really good. Can we talk about the
0: lack of math class at Hogwarts sometime? <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love geometry. Where the hell is my geometry class? Where the hell is my physics
3: class?
1: Well, I physics class is basically charms because it's how to turn off the laws of physics as you select.
2: Oh my god. True. Wow. There you go. See? You just needed Scott.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He'll Potions stitcher. chemistry. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I'm not sure about geometry. I guess closest would probably be Transfiguration, because I get the feeling you have to sort of know a lot about all the objects before you can do stuff to them.
0: No, I'm I'm prepared wouldn't prepared it be like... No, no, not anatomy, like, like atoms and stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, that's so that's- What kind sort of science of, that is. That's chemistry as well, or possibly oh. physics, depending. Uh, but.
0: Yeah, Well, those are all my- Those
5: were all my favorite subjects. I loved my physics, I loved my- I loved my, Um, uh,
0: plane G was my favorite topic. Love that, that one. I love geometry, I
2: don't understand algebra. Oh, algebra was awful.
0: Ugh. Mm. I
1: didn't mind it, I like <laughs> math in general. It was, it's one of those weird things that I was probably best at the math classes and such, but I enjoyed the art and English classes more, so. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, although the English classes waffled back and forth because they insisted on making us do analytical stuff instead of just getting to read the books.
0: <laughs> right? Right? I never understood that. I'm like, it's a friggin' green light. Who cares?
1: <laughs> yeah. I especially loved that we went through a whole unit on Lord of the Flies and then you get to the back of the copy and there's an interview with the author that says, Yes, people assign all sorts of more symbol symbolism to this book than I really meant. There's probably only one thing that's kind of symbolic in it. I was mostly just writing a story.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right? No they-
1: right? Couldn't have told this uh, that in the we did in the unit. Uh,
2: no, because then you wouldn't oh, have man. done all the work.
1: And yeah, what was did, that one thing? We did, <laughs> the conch show. We did a Red Badge oh. of
5: Courage.
3: Oh, mm-hmm.
5: oh. I never that. was that. the simple thing about the Red Badge of Courage. Oh, my God. It was just crazy. Hold on sec. second. got to yell at my child. <laughs> did you get your homework done?
2: No, Mom.
5: No, he didn't. He's looking at me like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you better go do that now. TV off. Now.
2: Ooh, she's getting out the mama voice. Don't mess with her Ulrich. You're going to yeah. get in trouble.
5: Oh, he's on, he's on my shit list already.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> Do you not have a day off tomorrow? No. No you, you have to does he have tomorrow off? No, he, he they,
0: doesn't have tomorrow off.
2: You guys don't celebrate Veterans Day in
0: Pittsburgh? You would think. Yeah. Although well, that's true though. I don't I remember, remember having Veterans, veterans Day off. off.
2: You have what day off, Trisha? Trisha. day okay. off.
3: Hello.
2: Hello. We heard off, but we didn't hear what you said before that. <laughs> Have, um, you have election day off. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, no, we don't get election mm-hmm. day off. Mm-mm. Which is really stupid. They should give us election day off so that people... But in Oregon, well, we don't actually go to polls. We we don't have polls. You don't? Um, huh? Oregon is all mail-in ballots. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Our
5: polls, are at least, yeah. to school. The poll-
2: polls are taken they are you on the phone or on the computer?
5: I'm on the
0: phone. Okay. You're working? Mm, barely. <laughs> but don't employers have to let you take the time off and like pay you to go
2: vote or something? I don't think so.
5: Our calls are open until about eight
0: thirty, at mm
2: Mm-hmm.
5: They start like at seven to eight. There you are. Seven to seven in morning. I move closer. I think I'm t- when I move back I'm not I'm not Well, sure. that's much better. <laughs> My wife <wife's> lying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Huh? Yeah, I, I love Oregon. You just mail in your ballot. You don't even have to mail it. You just drop it off at the... Nice. I have to go find somebody to sign my ballot for me next year. Why do you have to have it signed?
0: Because I'm voting absentee because I'm not a resident of where I'm going to school. And so I need to find a, a fellow Minnesotan to say, yes, this is who she is claiming to be. And I watched her sign the ballot and there was no nefarious things going on and blah, 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 but... That's
5: Did a notary? Uh, did get a notary to do that?
0: I could... It, I assume they have one on campus. I don't know. I'll t- I've will got a year to figure it out, so...
2: <laughs> wow. All right, well... Interesting. interesting. For not having anything to talk about, we've uh, yapped for quite some time, I think. Yeah. yeah. 26 minutes. Which, we, we've talked about voting, ring
0: warm. What a... <laughs> Scott, what are you up to?
1: <laughs> well, I'm still rehearsing for the play. We're two weeks out. Which one's out. this? You know, it's not really a play. Play. It's a sort of musical review concert kind of thing. It's songs oh. from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. It sounds
2: like a Ooh. lot of fun. Yeah, that yeah. Like yeah.
5: I love. I love that. I like that. Those eras, eras, decades. I get to be so one good.
1: of the mamas and the papas. So that's oh. The
0: Oh, awesome.
5: My major
1: feature is the quartet. And then I also get to start off uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is fun. Uh,
0: that's a 40s <laughs> thing?
1: Apparently. We're doing it in the style of the Lawrence Welk show, which uh-huh. I have heard of but have no oh. real conception of. <laughs> so we all get to wear really ugly sweaters, and we're supposed to smile a lot.
2: Maybe you should get yourself one of these cool new Harry Potter ugly sweaters.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I've already got, got one I've has got a duck on it. Okay. It's just, they probably could make it, they probably could make it ugly. Mm -hmm.
1: They're not necessarily ugly so much as just overdone.
5: Okay, who, who, who's, um, scratching?
2: I'm petting the cat. (laughs)
1: Uh, It sounds like you're doing Foley for a, I don't know, walking through the barn or the dry field or something.
2: Really? That is so weird because it's, it's like mean, you're... It's not making any sound when I do it. Is it. Are you sure it's me doing the cat and not the heater in the background?
5: Okay. D- do the cat. Yeah. yeah that's you. Yep. That's that. Yep. Yep.
2: All right, Alex. I'm sorry. We can't pet anymore.
0: <laughs> it totally sounds <laughs>
5: like, sounds
2: like
0: my- you know, you've got like, you've got like a pan full of rocks and you're you know, shaking. I'm totally emotions so, hand are, motions over are you here. Sti- are you
2: still hearing it?
0: mm okay, No. Because no. I
2: stopped, but he's kneading into my clothes. I have ten claws in my shirt right now, so I was wondering uh. if it's him or me. Luckily, the shirt's no. not close to my body, so I don't actually have claws in my body right now. Oh, that's good. I uh, I
1: figured he was just rubbing up against the computer or something, but no, yeah. I was trying to keep him
2: away from the computer by petting him. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm well, getting the evil Well, it sounds like, eyed.
5: you know, when someone accidentally butts calls you, and mm-hmm. they're in the pants pocket, and you can hear them walking. <laughs> that's why I'm like, does someone have their pants, their phone in their pants or something? <laughs> nope.
1: Oh, so, well. Now sorry, we have more... You know, like, Interesting sound effects to work with. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, shall we give this a start so Trisha can go to sleep at a fairly reasonable time? Since she has to go to work tomorrow and the rest of us don't. I'm sorry. It's okay. We can't hear her anyhow, so it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) We hear the swear words, though, so that's good. I'm trying to remember what she said that I edited the other day that was so incredibly funny. I don't remember. It's going to be in the upcoming episode on Friday, though, because I remember posting, I love it when we have Trisha. She's got the best stories.
1: I remember you posting that, too. I don't know what it was about.
4: Yeah,
2: Trisha and Scarlet Scarlet together. For Friday, July 1st, this is episode 237 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Dirty awesome fun. Dirty awesome fun. That's us, man.
1: There's something going on.
2: I'm not
5: Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I?
1: How about Sherbert Lemon?
5: If I start snoring, let me know.
2: Never
1: mind. <laughs> I'm not Heading going there. The I'm not Star-Face. going there. Uh, we're just having adventures.
2: Yep. Very adventures are good. <laughs> good girl. I'll trousers.
1: Ooh, we're evil. Sounds like
2: okay.
1: Oh,
2: I snorted so much yesterday it was unreal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> same tape time, same scape channel.
2: It's all snake. We're gonna be fine Tricia. Wow, wow, Chris, snake.
5: I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Oh, nice. shit. nice. It's so cocky! Uh, yes, guys. They're,
1: They're there to I talk mean, about protective. They're gonna worry about homework. Oh, puke. <laughs> I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sex and snogaggs, Awkward.
2: It's so good to have nightmares. <laughs> Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the Potterfic family of podcasts. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Tresha. And I'm Mooney. Yay! We have been, Success. been, uh, away from this for a while, so give us a minute to try to figure out where the heck we are. But what's <laughs> happening is Dumbledore has just been shot in the head and has, uh, battled Voldemort and Fiend fire that Voldemort started in Fudge's office after Gracious me. doing unspeakable things to Fudge. Well, we don't know that yet. What? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's Fudge. It's Fudge, and, you know, he's such a wuss. So, oh
3: my is He is. Yes,
1: D- Dumbledore confronted Voldemort in Fudge's office, and he was whispering something other to Fudge that made him go white, and mm-hmm. we don't know what that was yet. Um, no. We're he wasn't covering. Doing uh,
2: anything. Okay. Well, no. he was scaring the socks off a of fudge. Yeah. You're right. Okay. So we're then, currently
1: covering uh, chapters 24 through 28 of *To Shape and Change* by Blue Owl. Uh, and yes, for for those of you like Mooney who haven't been following along with this, the the general shape of this story is that um, Snape from an from an alternate universe where they didn't defeat Voldemort. The same way and uh, he and Harry ended up going to battle together and Dumbledore died at a different time and various other things has traveled back in time to just before Harry's first year to try and make things come out better. And he starts off by going to meet Harry in Diagon Alley and helps him out with some things, uh, gets him a better potions kit. And it sort of makes Harry concentrate a little bit more on on school. Trying to, trying to work mm-hmm. hard and, and do well in the, in school. Mm-hmm. And it tells him he has great potential because the future Harry, where he came from, was a an awakened mage, which is a special kind of wizard. So he's, he's generally treating Harry better. And his, the little concentration on studying and working hard a little bit more before the train ride means that Harry makes friends with Neville and they both wind up in Hufflepuff.
3: Yay! Cool. Yeah.
1: And so. so we've gone through a fair amount of story through. Then there's been these disappearing uh, young kids in the Muggle world, and then we realize these are all young Muggleborns, and Voldemort is doing some terrible ritual with some of them, oh or planning to.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, they just had a big turning them all into werewolves. With, yes, also. Um, Lordy, and Harry actually got captured by Greyback at one point on his way to the library, but fortunately. Snape and Dumbledore are paying a little more attention to him, and it provided him a, a quick exit port key, so he managed to take himself into Dumbledore's office instead of wherever they were taking him. They've captured Greyback because that was who had him had hold of well, him at the time.
2: Harry ended up. Harry and Coral, the snake, ended up killing Greyback, I believe. Was mm-hmm. Coral's the snake? Coral's yes, because coral. not not coral, coral, not Coral, Coral. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: oh, oh,
2: yes. As in, a, it's the, a coral snake.
5: Okay, yes. like the color coral.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the coral things is not that a hap- snake,
5: okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: One of the things that happened because while they were in Diagon Alley is that um, Snape kind of talked to Harry a little bit about, oh, he's a parcel mouth, and the other things you can do with that, and you can actually use parcel tongue magic to do a lot of healing. And that's why the medical symbol is the staff with snakes around it, because before Voldemort and some mm. of the... Worse Parzoma has got a hold of the idea, a lot of them were good healers. And so right. Harry decides he's going to really read up and learn how to do this and gets mm-hmm. himself a snake familiar to help him out. And that's Coral. Um, yes.
2: So Harry is actually really good at healing in this
1: story as well. Yes. He's yeah. kind of princessing his this, this, Madame I've Pumphrey been- a little bit possibly.
5: Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is a story, that it's it's very interesting, it ha- he, he, the the ideas are very thought out, I was a little upset with the whole Sirius thing, but the thing is, it made sense, though, too, in so many ways, Sirius got his just desserts,
2: too, because he can be an ass.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my god, did Sirius, like, get killed? No, no,
2: no, no he's there, and he's, but we'll find out later in these chapters how harry is dealing with sirius because he's just he's just been released from prison not very long ago. Oh. And has yeah. been I'll in be the right hospital. Okay. Sorry. Go kill your son. <laughs> it's fine. So anyhow, what we have right now is albus has been shot, has been brought back to hogwarts and is now in the hospital wing and as we are going into part 24 a matter of thought, severus is watching pumphrey work and handing her potions as she requests them yeah. and
1: and he's kind of having a bit of a flashback to his original future and the way that dumbledore died because he was under this horrible curse that Voldemort found mm-hmm. um, and it basically made his own magic eat himself kind of and, and lo- basically gave him uh, magically accelerated alzheimer's he he's, yeah he's really hoping not to have to face something like that again, and now here we have Dumbledore, who's just had at least mild, if not worse, brain damage from this bullet that went in and sort of skidded along the inside of his skull.
2: And Phileas is like, well, can't Fox heal him? And Pomfrey's like, well, that would make things worse. It would heal his skull and his flesh, but there are bone fragments inside, and they can cause more trouble if they're coming out.
1: Yeah, so they can't just summon the bone fragments because they don't know what that might do to his brain. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, so yeah. they come to the conclusion that they need somebody that's knows more about brains and the the magical world for all of its advances doesn't know much about what's inside the body because they don't yeah. do
1: they don't deal with internal stuff. organs. Right. They everything is either ingested or topical basically. Mm-hmm.
2: This is true. So they decide to see if there's some muggle healer that they can take him to. And I believe it's Fit Flitwick knows of someone. Remus says that he was hit by a car once and they did x-rays and stuff like that. And they were able to take pictures and tell him. And it was absolutely remarkable. So maybe that's a good idea. And Flitwick says, I know somebody. Let me go and make some phone calls. It
0: has always made me wonder, like, do wizards have, like, x-rays or, like, ultrasounds or... They
2: have diagnostic spells, but... That's true. That, like, show... It depends. Like, Harry kind of sees things when he touches them through the parcel magic, but other Mm -hmm. healers don't really... I mean, the magic just kind of tells them what's wrong, but they don't actually, like, see the bone and the fracture and stuff like that, I Mm. don't think.
1: Mm Okay. Yeah. But... And this Harry has actually been researching trying to find a magical way to get pictures of the brain and such because he's (laughs) he's really into this healing thing and he really wants to try and do something for neville's parents if he can right he's Mm. best friends with neville Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's figured out that there's something weird going on with the cruciatus in the last set of chapters we figured out that repeated exposure sort of causes this little um coating to form around the nerves that then gets torn away every time and at some point I think it was with Snape he he'd mm-hmm. noticed he was just doing his general diagnostic thing on Snape and he'd just been under uh, the curse at some meeting with Voldemort and um, he noticed this little coating and told it with his magic to knit that all up. And then the mm-hmm. next time Snape was under the curse, he barely felt it because right. the magic was keeping that coating there. There's sort of, sort of this immune, immunity to the nerve damage, and mm. so now he's wondering if he can carry that through and heal something like the Longbottoms who were damaged much much longer ago. Right. And he still hasn't really figured it out because the human body is really complex, but. <laughs> uh-huh. at, as we'll see in these chapters, once he finds out that uh, Dumbledore is going for these scans, he goes, "Ooh, can I see them? Can we figure this out? Because yeah. I really, <laughs> you know, he wants to know what the inside of a wizard's brain looks like, and if that can help." I
0: would I would assume the same thing as a human brain,
2: dear. Right, but he <laughs> yeah. doesn't know that because they don't have that technology. So, and then we have Madame Bones who's standing in Fudge's office, and it's just like the sheet of melted glass. Well, mm-hmm.
1: there, she's in the, the, uh. Um, oh,
2: she's in the Hall of Prophecy, of Mysteries yeah.
1: In in the prophecy room. So they've shattered all the, this is what, this is how Dumbledore managed to keep Voldemort from getting the prophecy, is he just mm-hmm. broke a bunch of them at once. So mm-hmm. there were all these voices babbling, and Voldemort couldn't hear what the prophecy was.
2: Yeah. And it's, there's uh, blood everywhere, and something else.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, she finds bullet. this bullet fragment, and
2: Wait, I thought you said they went to like somebody's house and Voldy got they, shot. They did, and then as Voldy was apparating to the ministry to hear the prophecy, uh, okay. Dumbledore yeah, this, followed this him. This was getting, a
1: running battle.
2: It, yeah, it okay. was very exciting. i have to they go read it. All
1: over the place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Chapter 23, To Shape a Change.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so... They figured out that Voldemort's been injured, though. They found his blood, and so they know he's been injured, but they also know that Dumbledore's been injured. And then we jump back to uh Hogwarts, where Phileas has got a hold of his friend Todd, and they're going to take Albus to a neurologist as soon as possible. And get a CT scan. They're fun. They're and so much fun. Get a CT scan, yes.
1: Yeah. And Dumbledore actually wakes up, and at this point, he's kind of responding as though he had a stroke, because mm-hmm. uh, he's he's been. We saw a little bit of that in the last chapter as well, that he could hardly speak, and he's gotten better, but there's just there's still this slurring, and he doesn't quite have all his words. Um.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if you get shot in the brain, that happens.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's kind of lucky that it did just kind of skid along his skull a little bit and not actually go through and kill him.
2: Mm-hmm, uh, that's for sure. But yeah, I think if you're, if you're going to get shot in the head, the prefrontal lobe is the one you want to get shot into. Cause yeah. although it does mess up things, it, you can pretty much live through it yeah. depending on how much damage is done. So they tell him that they want to take him to see a muggle doctor and they're not real sure that how he's going to react, but. He's like, okay, but he also says that his eye hurts. Mm. Yeah. And so they, uh, dress up <laughs> in bugglish clothing and head off to the hospital.
1: Yes. Albus has black slacks and a black and purple tie dye t shirt and a velvet <laughs> vest. Of
2: course. Yes.
1: Yep. Snape is by far the most appropriately dressed. He just looks like a goth. Mm-hmm. Everything is black. <laughs> And, and, then, and
2: the old, the woman in the old fashioned nurse's attire. I love that one.
1: Yeah, that's Pomfrey. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Phileas, who looks like a child with a mustache.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the whole, they look like a mismatched group from a circus. Yes. So well, apparently,
1: this is movie three version, Phileas. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh well.
2: And so the doctor introduces himself and talks to Albus and Albus says, I feel okay, although I feel off and there's this pressure, you know, behind my eye that's really bothering me. And so the doctor does, you know, tests on him, does the, okay, I'm going to push down on your arm and you're not going to let me and, you know, all of those kinds of tests that they perform.
1: hmm Doing fists and stretching his fingers out and all of the occupational therapy kind of... Mm-hmm. They head off for the CT scan. And Dumbledore is thrilled with the wheelchair because he's always wanted to do a wheelie, which Pomfrey doesn't let him.
0: <laughs> no. No. So is this doctor some kind of a he's wizard a or least knows
2: one? Okay. He's a quick I was like, he's not acting all that shocked.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so... And then we jump back to the ministry, where they've been working a very, very long day trying to obliviate as many people as they can <laughs> because of what had happened. The,
1: There's this battle in a muggle street, and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. the Department of Mysteries, and then the minister's office, and then... The, oh, ah. <laughs> yeah.
2: She Yeah. Ma, Madame Bones is just like, oh. she's She's got the whole Calgon take-me-away thing going. She just wants a bath, thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah. The... And the poor muggle prime minister.
1: Because mm-hmm. of course Fudge of... hasn't, hadn't been telling them anything that they knew about these kidnappings before now. Of um, course not. And it's like, oh, we've just realized these are all wizard kidnappings and we knew about that two weeks ago. I didn't tell you. <laughs> and Oops. Yeah. yeah.
2: Fudge is an incompetent boob. I just read, we did the author interview and White Squirrel has written a little six chapter AU time travel thing where Hermione comes back into her two year old body. Oh, yes, she sends her, her memories back. And so this little two year old toddler like leads the charge to save Harry and, and <laughs> oh my. all of this stuff. And it's really kind of fun. But in that one, she's pretty much like, okay, Dumbledore, here's the thing. You need to make sure that Fudge doesn't become minister, and there's this lady called Dolores Umbridge. Don't let her anywhere near the ministry. (laughs) So things work out much better.
0: Wait, is she still in a two-year-old body when she goes to
2: talk to Dumbledore? Yes. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yes. She is. She has to work a little bit on getting the speeches out. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. It was really good, though. I highly recommend it. awesome. And it's only six mm-hmm. chapters, so it was only a couple hour read. It was really easy. Mm. I
1: just read his two chapter one on the uh, what happens if they treat having a basilisk in the school more like a nuclear incursion. Oh, <laughs> and, oh. like as soon as Harry says, "Oh yes, uh, we killed a basilisk," they stop the briefing and conjure fog all over the school, and everyone's evacuated because there might be more of them. And uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, everybody doesn't. Like, nobody freaks out at anything. Like, oh, there's a basilisk. Uh, okay, just go up to the hospital, Jitty. Or, you know, like, Voldemort was in the, whatever the heck room that
2: was. Oh, okay, Quirrell's dead, whatever. Like, <laughs> they're wizards, Harry. They just take things in stride.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyhow, we're but on this particular pick,
2: mm. uh,
1: They have managed to keep the statute of secrecy holding, although not easily, and Amelia is just not quite sure what they're going to do because Voldemort is obviously back with a vengeance and there's all these terrible things that he's already doing. Right. And then we shift back to the hospital where Dumbledore has fallen asleep and he's letting Pomfrey and Severus and Phileas uh, know about the results. Mm-hmm. And apparently he's doing fairly well. The potions and such helps all the extra conditions that could have resulted from bleeding and things like that. But he's got these fragments of bone in his brain. And the one of them is what's causing this ache in his eyes. There's one that's pressing almost into the optic nerve.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're afraid that one's going to shift and do all kinds of terrible things to Dumbledore's eyes. So that's not good. And there's another one that's not in a very good place that they'd like to remove. So they're saying they'd like to operate.
1: Yeah. (laughs) As if they leave them, there's other things that could happen. And just in general, regardless of whether they operate, having had damage to his frontal lobe, there's going to be some increased attention span. He's going to be more easily distracted and find it harder to focus. There may be emotional outbursts just because that's the the inferior inferior orbital surface of the frontal lobe has to do mm-hmm. with controlling emotions, um, so he might have sudden bouts of aggression or some sorts of things, okay. and
2: he might swear like a sailor. <laughs> so I can't imagine Dumbledore doing that, but it, it's like you know, if Dumbledore were hanging out in my chicken coop with me, then you would hear swearing mm-hmm. like a sailor. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> this explains those weird cartoons that are going around <gasps> with the really incompetent Dumbledore. It's the the brain-damaged Dumbledore.
3: Oh, my goodness. Is that it? Wow.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. So That must be it. He's the one who's, you know, dropping Harry on his head and uh, calling Snape names all the time and mm-hmm. so on. And, well, she's... you know, Dr. Price is saying not all of these things may happen. They may be very mild, but these are some of the things that could happen. And... Here are our options for treatment. Mm -hmm. I
0: feel like I'm talking to my mother. Why? All this medical mumbo jumbo. Oh,
2: okay. So, and then Dumbledore wakes up in the other room, and he's trying to figure out what's going on, and he's like, oh, I'm in the hospital, okay. And he doesn't feel bad, but he feels a little off, and he's got an IV in his arm and wires, and here comes the nurse, and Mm he says to her, Why did you wake me up every couple hours last night and ask me dumb questions that I answered the last time you woke me up? And she says, oh, well, that's what we do when you have a brain injury or a head injury. It's how we diagnose the severity of the damage. And he says, oh, did I answer them okay? (laughs) 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 She's like, yeah, actually, you did all right. All
0: right, good. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, can you just let me sleep? Like, you just cut my head open. Like, like, let me go back to sleep and go away.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't do things like that. The hospital's very bad. So, yeah. and then.
1: So they, they have their recommendation that he has surgery and he says, all right, I can, I'm okay with that. I'll agree. Mm-hmm. Is there anything particular I should know? And, um, he just warns him that it will be dangerous. And here are some of the things that could happen concerning your condition. You have this difficulty focusing and so on. And that that's his main concern is he does. He doesn't really um, like the idea of, you know, sudden bouts of anger or emotional problems, but What he needs most is to be able to focus and be able to make plans and things like that.
2: Yeah, do all the things that Dumbledore does. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and Doctor says, well, the fact that you are able to worry about that is probably a good sign.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, he is Dumbledore.
1: mm -hmm. And you already had foresight about your will and so on. And so you're probably doing quite well, but these are possibilities. Yeah, Um,
2: and he's a little worried about, you know... What could happen? And Minerva says, "Well, I can step in." And he's like, "You've never seen me really angry." And Snape says, "I have. I'll step in." And Dumbledore's like, "All right, that works for me." You know, he's he's pretty cool about it.
1: Yeah, because I mean, this, this is time traveling, somewhat more experienced Snape too. So, do we
2: want
0: to know what Dumbledore got pissed about? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I think it was Harry. Harry's treatment, the, the the Dursleys' treatment of Harry, I think, is what set him off. Yeah. What a good that did. Well, they, they did rescue him. him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, I need to go read yes. this book. You do. Yes, it's very good.
1: <laughs> because they now know both Severus and uh, Albus know that Harry is a slumbering mage and has the potential to become an awakened mage. He is now living with Nicholas and Perenelle Flamel, who that's what they come, the come I'm like, I
2: thought they were dead.
1: No, yeah.
2: not in this one. So and we've gotten things to have,
1: them. A lot of things have come through differently because I th- I think we we worked out like they went through quarrel in half the time and then they also realized some things about Sirius and got him out and so on and Harry's now living with the Flamel's. I don't remember if we did Chamber of Secrets stuff. I think so.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm I was reading that and went, oh my god, is Harry like in heaven or something? <laughs> like what what is going? Okay,
2: it's mm-hmm. just that. The Flamels didn't decide to destroy the stone. They're just hiding it somewhere else. Uh, yeah. something a little more secure this time, one hopes.
3: hmm hmm That's the idea.
2: Well, and actually, what, if I don't have my fix mixed up, which is possible because it's been a long time since we read this one, what Snape talked Dumbledore into doing was hiding the stone in, in Dumbledore's office and having oh. the, the chamber and all of that stuff down below. Yeah, the
1: third floor is a decoy.
2: Yeah, the third floor is just a decoy, so the oh. stone's actually not there. Yeah. And so it's very safe.
1: Mm-hmm. So it all worked and out so much more easily.
2: actually, Harry doesn't go down there because...
1: He's smarter than that in this version.
2: Right, <laughs> he really and he's actually rescuing Norberta from uh the... Hallway where she's been engorged, and Snape goes down and finds Voldemort down looking for the stone in the mirror, and says, "You know, Dumbledore's hit it. It's under a fidelis. Uh, there's no way I can tell you where it is because I don't know." And so he gets crucioed and left. Yes, because and that's got to keep his Harry cover. Harry the
1: experience with him in the hospital wing of having been recently crucioed and, yep. and figures out what okay. that looks like. Um,
2: and so we mm-hmm. have. Nicholas wanting to go have a talk with Harry and so they go out to check on Norberta because Nicholas is also housing Norberta at his house because he's got lots of property and things like that. Um,
0: And Norberta's in a a stable. Forgive me but as far as I know stables are made of wood. Is that the smartest thing to do?
2: Well she's fairly under control and doesn't breathe. Um, She's fairly tame and it's fairly safe, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. I think there are some stables or buildings of that kind that have stone in them, too. Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility. Yeah. I don't know for sure. Yeah. But, uh...
2: So they're talking about the flashes that Harry saw last night because Harry still is connected to Voldemort. And so he was having terrible nightmares last night and, and seeing and feeling what Voldemort was going through. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden he realizes... That he dropped his library book, and oh my goodness, what's going to happen? I can't be delinquent on my library book.
1: (laughs) Yes, because I can't go and tell the the library I couldn't return it because the werewolves captured me when I was, uh Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Nicholas says, "Oh, don't worry about it. Dumbledore had somebody take care of it for you." Yes, so.
1: Mrs. Mrs. Fig told them the book has been lost due to circumstances beyond Harry's control, and that Dumbledore would pay for a new copy. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: which is all the library cares about, anyhow. Yeah. So.
1: And they, Harry's aware that a lot of things went on last night, and mm-hmm. people died, and he could tell how happy Voldemort was about it.
2: Right. That's really scary. And he asked Nicholas if he knew anybody that had died, and Nicholas said no. And then Harry said, okay, did you know anybody that got hurt? And Nicholas is like, well, Dumbledore got hurt. Yeah. And Harry says, does he need me to heal him? He said, well, right now he's going to the muggle doctors, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. And also... He has something else to talk to Harry about. Mm -hmm. It might be time to start unlocking his magic a little bit.
2: And we move on. Mm -hmm. To cause and effect.
1: And we (laughs) shift to Voldemort, Mm -hmm. who is having Bella treat his wound in his side. I thought it was in his leg, but maybe it was his side. No, it's in
2: his side. And, you know, Dumbledore, that muggle lover, ruined everything. And he really must die because... (laughs) And, of course, Bella's insane of all the people that he could have treating him. Bella is not the one I'd want touching me.
0: Well, hmm. yeah, but can you imagine like Crabbe and Goyle trying to heal him like yeah,
2: yeah. but bring in Malfoy, although Malfoy is not overly fond of him in this, but yeah. he in this version do that yet. of
1: the story, Snape has gone and kind of felt out Malfoy's allegiances before Voldemort actually showed up as being back and, you know, revealed to him that eh, uh, Vol- Voldemort being back is maybe not the best thing for us, and you'd probably have some problems with your son, and, you know, maybe you want to try some other contingencies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So Lucius is not quite on his side.
0: That
2: explains a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: But Bella's sent for Lucius to get Snape to come and help, because she is beyond. She is not Little Miss Nurse, is Bella. Which yeah, we have yeah. a really yeah. great- I told you that. We have a great description coming up here in a minute. So, Snape shows up and they port key over and of course, Rodolphus is like, uh, the Dark Lord ha- doesn't want anybody in the room so haha, you're going in there and he's gonna get you. And Snape's like, yeah, whatever. He's not concerned. And he walks in and Voldemort's like, who dares enter my chamber? <laughs> <laughs> Again. that's awesome who <laughs> oh, dares into my chimbers
0: <laughs> save yeah. that for something it totally needs to get used <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know yeah.
0: what I think she just replaced <laughs>
2: Scott <laughs> <laughs> for Voldemort but Scott could do Snape because I don't do Snape so you know
1: yeah and Bella confesses that she'd sent for Snape because he's probably the most competent of your Death Eaters when it comes to healing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and Voldemort well, says, "Oh yeah, I can do help. that. Yeah, all so oh, right, medicine. that's a good idea. He makes
2: medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Well. I'm trying to find this description where it it talks about what you know. Snape comes in; he can smell blood. Yes. There's empty potion vials all over the floor. There's blood all over the blankets, even the walls. Bella's hair was, as usual, out of control. But may- what made it even worse was the streaks of dark red in it. So Voldemort yes. is bleeding pretty badly. And it's like Bella's bathing in it. And she's standing there with a pair of scissors in one hand and a roll of gauze in the other like she's going to help.
5: And the thing is, can you just imagine how sanitary...
2: Oh, yeah, not is. sanitary.
1: Yes, and that actually becomes a plot point.
2: It does, <laughs> which is really cool. And you got to really give Snape kudos here because he is lying through his teeth to Voldemort, which he does all the time, mm-hmm. but this is pretty spectacular. He's got Bella in the corner watching him. He's got Nagini wrapped around the bedpost, like, hovering over him. And he's thinking ooh, to ooh. himself, I'd just like to curse him and get it over with, but I know I can't get it out of my mouth faster than Nagini can strike. Mm-hmm. And so what can I do? Ooh. Um, can he not use nonverbal? Apparently not. So he's like, okay, he's got all this debris and nasty stuff inside there and I'm just going to seal it closed. Oh, <laughs> and he blames it all on Bella. He's like, well, sir, The the bullet hit your rib and ricocheted off, and now it's lodged next to your spine, and Bellatrix gave you skeletros so that it would heal the ribs, but now if I try to summon that bullet out, it could paralyze you, and it's going to break that rib again, and yeah, I think we should leave it there. Not bothering to tell him that if we leave it there, it's going to get septic, and you are going to get really sick. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
0: but then once that- Voldemort figures that out, wouldn't Snape kind of be screwed? Yeah, but Voldemort's not going to
2: figure it out. And Snape's totally blaming Bella for all of this, right? Yeah, that's so he's going to go after I mean, Bella.
1: Mm-hmm. But It wasn't that was- his suggestion to leave it. it. Voldemort set, tells him to leave it there. Mm-hmm. And Snape just doesn't tell him, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What, Trisha? No.
5: Well, I mean... Voldemort is so freaking conceited that he doesn't think something muggle is going to hurt him. Right. Even though, yeah, he grew up muggle and you'd think he would think about things like that, but he was 11 when he came into the magical world. Mm. Most likely yeah, he but he get was an growing education. up during a and...
0: blitz. Hmm? He was growing up during a blitz. You'd think he'd know about gunshot wounds and well,
2: you know,
0: World well, War Two. Really?
2: Well, obviously Hard this Voldemort has no clue... He doesn't have a clue about sanitary, <laughs> I mean, sterile environment? Nah. Let's just let uh, Bella. And you know Bella has lice, right? You know, she's just crawling with bugs.
5: Yeah, That's I just, just how she I is. She has ringworm. She's got yeah. ringworm, too. Yeah. And now <laughs> bully's
2: going to get it because she's been treating him.
5: How Ugh. long has she
2: been out of Azkaban? Oh. Uh,
5: yeah
2: don't
5: oh, know god she's not wrapped right to begin with so
2: who cares? <laughs> it's a good thing voldemort's bald so he won't get the headlights it's okay yeah
1: so severus <laughs> just says shall i close the wound for you my lord and um, and voldemort says yes it's clear bellatrix is incapable and he just seals all that in there
2: mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> yeah. and thanks him for allowing Thank you for allowing me the honor, my lord. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind
0: of like, I just healed you, son of a bitch.
2: That's it. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I was like, go Snape. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know that Snape, in canon, Snape was a badass. He was lying to Voldemort constantly. But this Mm -hmm. is a step above here, you know. I was like, yeah, he's pretty cool. He got him. Mm Mm-hmm. So and
5: the yep. is how how satisfactory is would it be is just like, you know what? What what kills Voldemort? A oh, muggle. Yeah. A Muggle kills Voldemort. Right. That's just perfect. It's Sweet Justice.
2: It is Sweet mm-hmm. Justice. It's mm-hmm. gonna be very interesting to see what happens. Because I haven't read the end in a long time, so I have no memory of what happens at the end of this. It's
5: been it's been a it's been a while since I've I've read this. It. This has been a good four mm-hmm. or six months. <laughs> mm-hmm. I enjoyed Voldemort
1: it. Because Voldemort's a fairly tough guy, too. So, you know, it's possible he could power through some of this, but we'll have to see how it goes. Mm-hmm.
2: So they're using Norberta to uh, help unlock part of Harry's lock. And mm-hmm. so he's supposed to just stare into her eyes and not look that away. sounds dangerous.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Nicholas does a small chant, and there's this rush of power.
2: And he can feel a little bit, you know, he can feel that something's changed. And they've lifted about a quarter of his lock and he says, okay, why don't you try? Well, then he passes out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of course. So when he wakes up, probably about a quarter that went away this time. And try casting something and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so he snaps his reading glasses and says to cast reparo on them. And it repairs everything in the room.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I want one of these.
5: Yeah, really, me too. I got a lot of stuff that
0: needs to re- be repaired. you mm-hmm. here.
1: That's I'm an interesting blown. example. I like that because <laughs> in in a lot of fix, they have him do when Guardium Leviosa and something you know shoots through the ceiling or whatever, but right. which is also fun. But I like the repairal idea there.
2: Take a to everybody. Good night, Did you get your homework done? Yeah. Oh, good.
3: Good night. 10:30 at night.
2: Yeah, oh, well. <laughs>
1: this is what happens with Homer. It's okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, I am the one that wants to kill you.
5: <laughs>
2: okay. Anywho. Anywho. So we've got Remus. He's the DADA teacher. And Mooney, one of the things is, is that they redid the wards on the school. Okay. And in redoing the wards, they brought in Bill. To curse break and they found Voldemort's curse on the DADA yeah. teacher. So, Good Lord, it's that was been, smart. It's been lifted and now Remus gets to be the DADA teacher for the foreseeable future. Woohoo. Yay. Yay. Wait, does will Voldemort know it's been lifted? No. No. And then he's thinking about what's going on. So now we know the, about what's happened to Albus. He's had surgery and it's been a success, and the doctors are hopeful that everything is going well. But we find out that he's lost part of his taste and smell sensors, so oh all he can taste is, I mm-hmm. think, salt and sugar. And it can't be
5: good thing. He, he likes some um, lemon drops.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. but even the lemon drops aren't aren't very tight. Because in a few minutes, he's like he drops one in his mouth and he's like, and he stuffs in five more. And Fox is like looking at him, going, "What is wrong with you? so yeah.
5: well usually I mean even stroke patients and stuff like that it's their sense of smell or mm-hmm. sense of pain it's it, it's it's typical sometimes um, it does come back the brain is wonderful it's just an amazing thing I learned a lot about the brain oh, you know, right yeah like you could is...
0: cut out an entire hemisphere and like it grows back or something or I forget
5: exactly It what doesn't grow.
2: no it doesn't grow back the, but...
1: the other one sort of picks up the slack yeah there's a lot of redundancy oh. in the brain
5: mm-hmm. yeah oh um, just like any sense any sense like if you lost your sense um your eye your sense of sight, your nose and your ears become better is and mm-hmm. vice versa it kind of it, something it's it's amazing what your body can do to compensate yes for what is
2: we are uh Oh, I don't know the word I want, but we are.
0: We are amazing
2: creatures. We are amazing creatures. Mm -hmm. That's good. I was going to say made something, but my brain.
1: Fearfully and wonderfully made.
2: Thank you. There we go. Mm -hmm. Does that happen to animals too? I believe Mm -hmm. in parts of it, sure.
1: I don't know how much neuroscience they've done on various animals. What did I just hear
2: on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me This Weekend? That they are going to. They're going to Teach a mouse to go through a maze. Okay. Cut off his head. What? Attach it to another mouse's body. So cut off another mouse's head. Attach that mouse's head to the body and then see if the mouse can remember how to go through the maze. You don't know, have a lot of nerve have...
0: endings to
5: put together.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't
5: think they could do that.
2: No. Well,
5: if they can, I'll be real you know, I'd like be completely amazed and very appalled at the same time.
2: Yeah, I know, that's about how it works too. Poor little mouse. I'm scared. I mean, I don't like it when they're in my house, but I don't think they should, you know, have to go through all of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we have some moments with Dumbledore and he's Manages what? to put up a good front for Fudge,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and, uh, we'll and Comfrey's fussing at him to, you know, get him to go slowly for a while, and of um, then we shift back to Severus and Lucius, who've been having a discussion about their precautions about what they should do if the Dark Lord starts getting more things and this such. Is-
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah>. The, <laughs> the Nacho won't be doing anything soon. Yes. Yeah,
1: the Malfoys have, have a contingency plan to move to another country, basically.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, they're going to get good. Narcissa and Draco out of the country, at least.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Speaking of Draco, as Snape comes out of this meeting, he comes up and wants to talk to him. His mother didn't even know that Snape was in the house. And he wants to know. He's heard his parents talking about this plan, and he wants to know if he and Narcissa leave Europe, what happens to Lucius and the rest of them? Yeah. Uh, will things really be that bad? And Snape says, "We don't know. They may not get that bad, but if they do, we want to have some backup plans." And it's and always we'll...
3: good to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plans. plans. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this time around, their evil plans and they're evil plans against Voldemort instead of against us. So that works. Mm-hmm. Against us. You like that? I'm putting myself into the Harry Potter land. Well, we do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great story. I was, so Halloween, I was mm-hmm. at the children's fair and I wore my, my Hufflepuff robes and my hat and I met uh, my new co-worker's children while okay. I was there, two of them. And so I was at the grocery store on Sunday, I think it was Sunday, and I was getting ready to leave and my coworker and her, I think there's five of them boys, were in the crosswalk ahead of me. And I didn't want to like hit the horn really hard and scare her, but I wanted to say hi, so I was tapping the horn trying to get her attention. And she was looking at her phone, and she wasn't paying any attention to me. And her boys are, like, looking at me, and they're like, Mom, Mom, do you know that person? Mom, hey, Mom, it's Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I I have a reputation, even amongst (laughs) the people I have just met. No. So, (laughs) yeah.
1: Nothing wrong with being Harry Potter.
2: No, no, I appreciated it. And in fact, Trisha uh, and probably Mooney, neither one of you got to hear this, uh, I got recognized at the, the thing. There was what a lady I that saw me, I, at the children's fair, there was a lady that saw oh, my, my, me wearing hat and said, mm-hmm. oh, I love Harry Potter. And she went on and on. And so I said, well, do you read fan fiction? And she said, yes. You know, she's oh, a Harry Potter fan. She's a Twilight fan. She loves, there was something else. I can't remember. And so I said, well, if you like fan fiction here, this is my podcast. And I wrote down Potterfic Weekly and I handed it to her and she's like, oh, I know this podcast. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm Sue. And she's like, oh, and she walked away. She didn't say anything to me. And I was like, okay, that was weird. So, yeah. I guess you don't have a fan. I don't have a bad Apparently girl. Apparently not. And, you know, I wasn't expecting, oh, my God, it's Sue. But I was like, oh, I listened to you or, you know, some sort of acknowledgement. Yeah. No. She's like, okay, fine. You know, she just totally <laughs> left. <laughs> All right.
0: Maybe she hasn't gotten to the ones where you're in it yet, so she doesn't know who you are. Maybe. That would be good. <laughs>
5: oh, 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 oh. What? How are you? I have a really good girlfriend who is a huge Harry Potter fan. Okay. And she is a Slytherin. That. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Well, her and her boyfriend went down to Disney.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Well, they went to Universal Studios so they can beat Harry Potter Land.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: He proposed to her in oh. front of Grimmauld Place.
2: That is so Ooh. cool. Ooh. Nice.
0: Wait, there's a Old
5: Place?
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, new, like Place it's a new one. Yeah, it's really cool.
5: Yeah, so she got she, he proposed to her in front of Grimmel place because she's also a huge Sirius fan too. Uh-huh. So she was just like she was all giddy <laughs> <laughs> because they were wearing their Slytherin robes and everything. Oh, totally fun! Worked. Nice,
1: that's so, awesome. I was so
0: excited. Oh, speaking of which, so I went out on Halloween mm-hmm. dressed in my Slytherin getup. I went ice skating. There's an ice skating ring on cam- uh, rink on campus. But anyway, nobody said nary a word. Aww, aww. I you I got because I had him on the day before because I went to the permaculture garden where I do gardening once a week. And you there was wore a girl your was dressed
2: Slytherin robes gardening.
0: Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It gets even better. It gets even better. Okay. So okay. I went. And the head gardener person was wearing her Gryffindor robes as Ginny. She looked more like movie Lily than Ginny, but whatever. She was like, you know, did the whole, she got the red hair and all of that. And her name is Lily too. It just, But anyway, (laughs) so I was like, okay, you're in your robes. I'll go change into mine. Well, the shoes that I normally wear do not at all go with my robes. Okay. So, I came back in stilettos. So, I went gardening in stilettos. It was
2: glorious.
3: <laughs>
2: wow. Wow. You, you couldn't do that here. You'd sink up to your knees. Well, no. that They got even funnier because... As
0: I was walking around campus, they had, they, they a couple hours after the Friday's, um, permaculture garden. They've got the farmer's market on campus from what we pick. Mm-hmm. A lot of the herbs and stuff they'll sell. So as I was walking across the grass, I was basically aerating the grass because I kept mm-hmm. sinking mm-hmm. in the grass as I walked everybody well, that works i guess yeah so my my boots were covered in grass by the time i was there. but no i was walking around and like not even the kids were like oh harry Potter." but no there was a little girl dressed as um baymax from from what is that movie mm-hmm.
1: big hero oh. six
0: yes and it was adorable i was like oh my god <laughs> so i was basically skating around in my robes that night it was it was awesome that sounds like fun it was anyway we're way of course
2: us uh, never. <laughs> uh, so Draco's come in and he said, "I want to talk to you. You know, I I overheard my parents doing this plan, and I want to know what's going on." Will and Harry Smake really...
1: basically to says to him, "Yes, I think Harry will win," mm-hmm. and, and that's where we leave the conversation. Um, yep. And then Let's we hope shift that back. That to nobody
0: North. tries to um, do occlumency
2: on Draco. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well,
5: Draco is insignificant in so many ways.
2: He is, especially in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, cause he because he and Harry are sort of friends, mm-hmm. and so the Dark Lord, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, animosity, and so he's just flying right under the radar. Mm. So, and at this point, the Dark Lord is worried about getting better, and also how he can use these young werewolves that he's been collecting. Scary, 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 scary. Yeah, he's pretty scary. So we have poor Dumbledore, who is so happy to see the back end of Fudge. Don't let that door hit you in the butt on the way out, Fudge. But he stops to talk to Madame Bones. She has moved up in the world in in this story. She's, I think, in charge of the whole, is it DMLA, How? What are the initials? Department of
0: Magical yes.
2: DMLS, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's Or DMLE. DMLE. Department that's of it. Magical Law Enforcement.
2: Yeah, that's it. And Dumbledore's like, there's something wrong with fudge. I don't know what, but there's something. So he decides to kind of get out the pensive and start really, I think, doesn't he take out the pensive? The bowl. Yeah. So I yeah. So. Oh no, he gets out the bowl of lemon drops. When I was listening to it, I heard bowl and assumed it was pensive, but mm. he does occlumacy on himself. He tries to occlude and there's a snap. Oops. And so he sends for Snape, which I absolutely love this part. Mm -hmm. So Snape just, he's come home. He's been out with Dark Lord. He's been out with Lucius. And now all he wants is to go to bed. He wants to sit on his couch and veg and have a whiskey or something. And all of a sudden, Fox jumps in, grabs him by the shoulder and dumps him in in, uh, Dumbledore's office. And he's like, hmm. Headmaster, I trust this is urgent. <laughs> yeah. uh, you go, uh, I heard something snap. <laughs> yeah. That's and never good. There's something wrong. Do you yeah. mind? And we find out that Dumbledore's wall that he puts up is a waterfall of lemon drops. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> of and course if, it is. If he really wants to be holding people out, it's an avalanche of lemon drops. <laughs> And you're not going to get past those dudes. So
1: Yeah. There's but, some little jolt that's happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he kind of follows it back to the source a little bit. And it's Dumbledore's magic trying to fix his defenses. Because he right. can tell there's something wrong in his head.
2: Um, My defenses are down. <laughs> he says, I think you can handle it on your own. You just need to rebuild your, your blocks.
1: Oh, defenses. And...
2: Yeah. I'm going back to my quarters, but if you need me, send Vox.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I would rather it, you didn't, because I want to go to
2: bed. But <laughs> And then yeah. we move on to Harry's birthday. Yay, birthday. Yay. Birthday. And they're inviting a bunch of people, and Harry kind of wants to invite Draco, but Snape doesn't think that's a good idea, because if the Dark Lord finds out, they'll be held to pay.
1: Yeah, and they'll start wanting to... Use him to get closer and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and he, Severus is going to tell Draco why, what his reasoning was for having him not invited, because then Draco will understand. Yeah. But the main problem for Snape is that Sirius will be there.
2: (laughs) Because he's finally well enough to leave St. Mungo's.
1: Yes. Because since he was released legally this time, they, Forced him to go to rehab, basically, for however many weeks after. There's a
0: song about that. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is,
5: in so many ways, it it makes sense. I mean...
2: He should have been in the hospital, yes. He should have. Yes.
5: I'm sorry. I mean, yes, he wasn't as insane as Bellatrix, but... Still, there's some emotional issues. It's
1: not the most stable. And we even
5: saw it nor even in there we saw the emotional.
2: Well, and he had to have been dehydrated. He had to have been emaciated. He I mean he was skinny enough to make it through the bars. You know he'd lost a ton of weight. Mm -hmm. He could not have been healthy in any way, shape or form, mentally or physically. He needed to be in a hospital.
0: The wizarding world is a frightening place. And yet I mean, we all want to be there deficiencies. I know right we're all just like I want to be a wizard and you're just like no I need to think this through
1: I want to be a wizard after all of this happens yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I suspect that after all of this happens like the muggle born students or even like the muggles that get involved
2: are going to be like we need to like overhaul everything mm-hmm. yeah let's fix a few things uh, the Flamels are not going to the party because they don't want anybody to know that they've got Harry staying with them and they're hey. just going to have a small intimate party. But there's, uh, some Hufflepuffs invited, Susan and Cedric and Hannah and Justin Finch Fletchley and Ernie and stuff like that. So Harry's going to go have a birthday party and, and it's party for Neville as well. So the two of them, since they're buddies, are, mm-hmm. are going to go. And Snape just stands in the corner and watches. Yep. And so, that wonderful wallflower. Yes. And Dumbledore's like, presents! <laughs> oh, my God. And, so, <laughs> and I, I love this line, too. Harry and Neville both receiving items of usefulness and pointlessness.
5: Isn't yeah. that the whole part of uh, getting That's birthday the whole presents? Part, yeah. yeah. It's
2: perfect. It's a great line. I, I never thought of it that way, but it's so true. So, and Snape gives them both books, medicinal potions for Harry and vital herbs for vital brewing for Neville. And he is watching Sirius, who has no idea Wait, that Harry... Neville knows how to do potions? Yeah.
1: Yes, because it's he Snape, was Harry. friends with Harry. And oh. um, Harry has some extra books and things that um, Snape lent to him and can show him how oh, look, all these plants that you know so much about are actually helpful, and these are the ways that you use them, and, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: So, Black has no idea that Snape and Harry are buds in this. (laughs) So, Black's like, oh, well, it's a book. I'm giving him a Nimbus. And Harry opens the Nimbus, and he's like, oh, a broom. Thanks, Mr. Black. And Cedric's, like, drooling. <laughs> and everybody so, else is like, like, oh. But Harry's not a Quidditch player in this. And okay. so he's...
1: He's more fond of the books than he is of the sports.
2: Yeah.
5: I mean, in so many ways, kind of, I mean, that's probably in one aspects of this story. I mean, I understand they were trying to... to it was pretty much, they're making him grow up faster than, than, than it was before. Mm-hmm. But in some aspects, I kind of wish Harry was still somewhat into Quidditch or stuff like that, just because mm-hmm. he is a child. Right. Mm-hmm. He's just too, it's too mm-hmm. grown up. It, I, it's it makes because it he made so friends with Neville
1: instead of Ron, and Neville's not mm-hmm. into that, so he never got Harry into that.
0: Yeah. Oh, so the scene in the, in the broom, the flying lesson didn't happen because Draco wasn't as intense
2: happen but it
1: It turns out it's because the broom was broken right as draco sees that neville's having so much trouble he's like sure okay fine look uh switch brooms with me i'll show you how it's done and Mm. then draco's the one that the broom goes crazy and rockets all over the place and harry goes after him and ends up healing him when he crashes into the castle
2: yeah he's got major brain damage he's Pretty much right. dead, and Harry puts him back together. Right. So yes. oh am Yeah. And so I mean, it's it's
5: it's in like I said, in so many ways, it is just, just to me, it was just like I kind of just wanted him to be a child a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand what they were trying to do, but there was also a point where you know, like the poor kid didn't. I mean, he didn't get crap from the Dursleys, and now he's not getting crap here either. <laughs> of mm-hmm. having fun. I mean, yeah, he's probably having fun. Yes, learning and all that other stuff. But sometimes. It's just like being a child. Child.
1: Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. kids do need to be active. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. yeah. Heck. I mean, I know if I don't go out for a walk or something like that, I'm t- my brain's totally fried. Mm hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah. So, Sirius is trying to uh, make friends with he's trying. He is trying. And, you know, and so he starts with a, Oh, you look so much like James, you know, except for the eyes. You have Lily's eyes. And he's just feeling awkward. So you got sorted into Hufflepuff. I'm surprised that James' son is a puff. Yeah.
5: Oh. oh you know he's trying so hard and the thing is it's just so hard that it's so bad. Mm-hmm. Just you're just like, shut up.
2: Just shut up. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. walk away. And and then he's like, "So, how's Professor Sprout as a head of house? Do you like her? Is she your favorite teacher?" And Harry's like, "Well, no, actually, it's Professor Snape." And he's like, uh. <laughs> "Crap!" <laughs> yeah,
1: because Remus hasn't told Sirius <laughs> that Snape's a teacher.
5: No, to, I'm sorry, that's Remus's fault. Remus should got him some background. But Remus, want Remus what he
1: did not know. Remus is
3: pranking him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Remus says, and Remus likes Snape, so it's like, you know, well, let's see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so Sirius is like, um, Snape? And, uh. Harry just sort of looks at him and thinks he's confused about it and is like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he's brilliant. He's the head of Slytherin. He teaches potions and it explains all about who Snape is and what a great guy he is and Sirius is just sort of standing there in shock. He, you can just
5: see him like twitching the eye going
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: and like the head going too. Like he's going almost into a convulsion. He's, <laughs> he's got a little
2: tick going on yeah. and then yeah.
1: so Dumbledore, Dumbledore comes, comes and <laughs> takes Harry away. <laughs> The Flamel's are ready to go, so
2: yeah, they're ready for him to go back. And Remus is like, "I tried to tell you, mm-hmm. but
1: Snape." Yeah. well, Snape saved his life. Mm-hmm. Try not to, you know, do anything foolish. And he's very loyal to Harry. very loyal to the people he cares for. So you might want to put a put aside some old grudges. Mm. <laughs> snape can't really believe this because of course he's eavesdropping on everything of course he is
2: mm -hmm. so there was no dropping of eaves sir.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh so then we have dumbledore taking him back to flamels and he wants to know how things are going and oh he likes it's a great place and oh nicholas made me uh helped me lift a fourth of the block already and that's really great and Dumbledore has given him a gift that he used when uh, when he was young and having trouble controlling his magic, because Dumbledore is a particularly strong wizard as well, although not a mage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this he thing that basically absorbs it magic like and lets you know how powerful you've made your spell. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, if you're overpowered the thing, the little um, springs and sprockets and such on it all go crazy and you go, oh, uh, that probably would have been bad. Um,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so it's, it's kind of a really cool little gadget and it's not canon, but it could be because we know that Dumbledore has all these gadgets in his office. So it's totally believable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I like it. A lot. So
1: he tries a stunning spell because he just found that in his reading last night, mm-hmm. and it shoots from his wand and almost knocks him over with the recoil, and gets sucked into the cube, and then everything is just going nuts, and the gears and springs are spinning, and bubbles are bouncing off the walls, and huh? oh, maybe a little overpowered, <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit. Someone for it's the rest tiny. of the day. Uh, yeah, it but, says, "Well." In some cases, overpowered spells are good, especially if you're fighting for your life and such. If you're doing Transfiguration, you have to be sure that it's really right within the range. But most other spells, it doesn't matter if it's a little overpowered or a little underpowered. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about it too much, but do try and kind of gauge how things are going.
2: And then he asks Albus how he's doing. And Albus tells him about seeing the muggle (laughs) healer. Hello, kitty. Oh, Patricia <laughs> had something to add, but she's just talking to Flurry.
5: She uh, just jumped up on, she just jumped up on me and looked at me and went,
2: I love those sounds. So Harry kind of tells him, he lets him in on the secret that he's been researching brain injuries cause he wants to help the long bottoms. And so kind of plants a seed in Dumbledore's mind that may come about later in the story that they're going to try to get the long bottoms to a muggle doctor. And then he has Harry check him out. And Harry kind of looks through and he heals some minor like bruising and stuff like that, but he doesn't do much. And I love it It says it wasn't until later that Dumbledore thought to himself, Hmm, I don't know how smart it was to let Harry go poking around in my head. That could have caused all kinds of problems. But luckily, Harry didn't cause too many problems, and he was smart enough not to try to heal too many things. Yeah. That was a fun sound. He
1: was just... Uh, I was going to
2: say, was, that, what was that?
1: That was my phone getting a text message while on a, on a firm surface.
0: <laughs> Mine the goes same like surface this.
1: surface that my microphone is on.
0: So. Okay. Oh, speaking of bizarre noises, we were in class today... And we heard gunshots, and we're like, oh, my God, what's going on? Until somebody pointed out, you know, Veterans Day is tomorrow, so they're probably practicing the 21-gun salute or whatever they're doing. And we're like, oh, that, that is very nice to know.
2: That would have been a good <laughs> announcement to make over the PA system before you started shooting guns off in campus. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, just with all that goes on, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not probably the smartest thing.
0: Yeah, we we don't have the smartest administration here. <laughs> on so many oh, levels. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, fortunately, this particular Harry is quite smart about things and knows his own limits. Mm-hmm. And uh, he could, he says, you know, he looks at quite a bit of it just to learn how everything goes, but he knows that he doesn't really know what to do with most of it, so he just deals with the bruising and swelling, and that gets rid of the constant headache that Dumbledore's been having that he mm-hmm. didn't even realize he was having, so yeah. probably actually quite a good thing that he did that.
2: Yes, um, And then we have Mr. Lee, the former werewolf. Okay, hold it.
1: Yes. This is another thing we tell you about this story. The big thing that Harry's realized he can do with his partial magic is heal lycanthropy. Oh. Because it's apparently a curse. And what he does is he goes in and kind of heals the curse portion of it and the rest of it almost creates antibodies of itself in this mm-hmm. white magic. And he's discovered that if he kind of takes in this white magic and just sends it back at the next werewolf, it's a lot easier to heal them than doing it all by himself with his own magic. So now he's got this sort of magical wait. vaccine for wait, wait, uh, lycanthropy. Wait, wait,
0: wait. I got the first part. Mm-hmm. I
2: don't understand the second part.
1: Read the story. It's
0: like the author says, uh, <laughs> Wait,
2: so, so is Remus a, storm, a werewolf too? Oh, yeah. He's healed everybody that wants yes. to be healed. Well, actually, he's right. healed several Wait people, and then they made a va- an actual honest-to-God vaccine out of Dumbledore and several other people's blood. And so now if you're a werewolf, you can go to the ministry and get inoculated.
0: Yeah. And
3: oh.
2: can you
1: do that out?
0: before? Like, can they inoculate everybody beforehand? It doesn't seem like it's
1: not a vaccine. It's more of a cure. Yeah. It's a cure. Okay. Okay. But it's, uh, yeah. Um, What happened is when he was doing his demonstration of this, because he healed one young boy at St. Mungo's who had just been bitten, and everybody's like, wow, this is amazing. How can this possibly be true? But maybe you can only do it when it's really recent. Mm -hmm. And then he healed an adult man in the middle of the leaky cauldron who had been a werewolf for years, and so now everybody knows he can do it. And then there's this big... Real smart, Harry. (laughs) Yeah there's a big demonstration internationally and they all bring werewolves from their countries because who knows if they're the British are just making it up. And so he heals these like seven or eight werewolves in this big room. And anyone
2: more than that, but yeah,
1: anyone who was nearby when he did that absorbs some of this white magic that comes out of the curse being broken. It's kind of the backlash of the curse. (laughs) And, that makes their blood um, the inoculant or the, the cure for this. Mm-hmm. So they, they take Dumbledore's uh, blood.
3: Ah, okay. Um,
1: so, and then they, they use that on Remus and make sure that that actually does work. And then all the other people who were there can volunteer to donate blood as well. And they start this whole blood bank thing that will cure werewolves. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh my gosh. But Voldemort came back into his body instead of using the blood of his enemy and Harry got Dumbledore's Dumbledore's
1: blood because he donated to the blood bank.
2: Yeah. So they broke in and took his blood from the blood bank. And that's why. So this
1: Dumbledore has hair.
2: (laughs) Yes. That's true. He does. He can get lice. Wait. (laughs) Wait. What does having Dumbledore's
0: blood have to do with his getting hair?
1: because Dumbledore is an extra special kind of wizard, and his magic responds to um, intent a lot more, so... um, (laughs)
0: Oh my god, Dumbledore was like, let me have hair and, like, poo? Yeah, Mm.
1: he he turned into more what he was expecting or wished he would look like after this ritual, whereas in canon, he got a lot more of the snake features.
0: Okay, Uh, so Voldemort now has Dumbledore's blood instead of Harry's. Yep. So... So, that screws up, like, like everything.
1: But that screws up, like, everything, though, doesn't it? The the Horcruxes don't exist because the whole thing was different. Um,
3: Oh. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. But... We're really kind of going about this kind of piecemeal because mm-hmm. trying to catch you up as things occur.
3: Right. So, so
1: you probably want to go back well, and read okay. the other 23 chapters. Yeah, but, yeah I probably, probably will. But yes, the the major thing is that Harry yeah. can cure like Are we still on chapter 24? And one of the international representatives. We're almost is Mr. Lee.
2: done with it. No, I think. we're on
0: chapter 26. Six. Six. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Right.
2: Yeah. So Mr. Lee is one of the werewolves that has been healed, but he's also Quite a member of yeah the International Confederate of Wizards. And he really wants the International Confederation of Wizards to help out in this, but... Basically all they're doing is going, oh yeah, you have problems. That's an England
1: problem. They yeah. can deal with it.
2: You get to do yeah. it on your own. And so he is going to throw his political power and, and whatever. Yeah. He's going to
1: offer his personal support to Harry because Yay. he can't, can't do it politically because he's, he's not legally allowed to, you know, offer the support of the ICW, but he can offer his own support. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what he's going to do.
2: And then we jump to Severus, who is having a calming drought. <laughs> yes.
1: Because the Dark Lord is suffering from a mysterious unknown ailment. What could this possibly be?
3: <laughs> yeah. Huh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't give him antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah. well, and we discover that he's planning something with all these kids that he's kidnapped.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, children's magic is very neutral and adaptable, and he's going to use certain rituals that he's found and, to and help strengthen him. Mm-hmm. I need to find out where these kids are.
2: <laughs> yeah, and so and then we're back from summer vacation and on the train and the.
1: And we get to meet Luna.
2: Yes. And the Neville's. Neville's rescued Luna. He's trying not to say that she was a bit weird, but... Uh, so hard. Yeah. Yes. Luna's like, oh, Neville was kind enough to escort me away from the ministic. Menis- How do you say that word? Men- <laughs> I
3: don't know. <laughs> ministic." Yeah. Yeah.
2: Monistic flubsies, they gather at the tracks of magical trains, and they can suck you under, you see. <laughs> and Harry's like, oh my, where'd you find right. this one? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, we've got enough candy for all of us, and then Draco and Vincent and Greg show up. Mm-hmm. Oh hey, wanna have some sweets?
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Yes, we are in the Twilight
0: Zone. <laughs> Wait, so this is Luna's first year? So Harry's just a
2: second year and all this has happened now?
1: (laughs) Yes. My gracious. Things are in a very fast track in this universe. Okay. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And Draco's like, how was your summer? And Harry's like, it was the best one ever. And Draco's like, Really? Your Muggle relatives were nice. Harry's <laughs> like, "Nope, I got moved. Can't tell you where, but it's
1: a good place."
2: <laughs> Draco's like, yeah. "All right, that's good."
1: Mm-hmm. So he gets to live with someone magical now, and so Draco's okay with that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but and when they Harry off- decides not to bring up the whole, you know, kidnapping, taken to Voldemort, attacked by a werewolf, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Mm-hmm. minor details. <laughs>
2: Little things. You don't need to know that.
1: <laughs> it's not important. Yeah.
2: So, but they get off the train and they go to the carriages, and Harry can see the thestrals, and he's like, "Whoa, what's that?" And nobody else can see it. Coral, so can see it, and then Neville can see it, and Luna. Oh, is Luna's mother not dead in this? Because Luna usually can see it, but he she yeah. doesn't say anything.
5: Well, isn't she? If she's the first year. She's supposed to go on boat.
2: That's true. Yeah, oh, that's true. She She's not there. That's it. You're just yeah. as sane as I am. <laughs> so that Percy, a good one. Percy shows up and he's like, "What? No, there's nothing there." And then other people, other <laughs> prefects show up and they're like, "Yeah, they're strolls And oh, and they pity him because he, they've seen death.
1: Yeah, the Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw prefects know what these are mm-hmm. that Percy didn't know about, um, and yeah. um, the Hufflepuff. Prefect can't see them, but he tripped and fell into one in his third year He was kind of freaked out
2: <laughs> until somebody told him what they were.
1: Yeah. So and Neville says it was his granddad that he saw die, mm-hmm. and Susan assumes that it was him seeing his mother that means he can see them, and of course it's because Greyback just died in front of him.
3: Yeah. yeah. And we move on. Has to dumped
1: into a desk and Coral the snake bit him. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Go Coral!
1: Go Coral! <laughs>
2: Well, yep. I'm going to bed. All right. Good night, Tricia. Thanks for joining us. night. Thank you. I'll
5: see you guys next time. All okay. right. Okay.
2: Hopefully, next All week right. we'll finish this one out and then we only have one more fic to do.
5: And I think I like this. Other, I think I like the other fic because Harry is hysterical. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I need to read this again. I was either in a bad mood or something because I don't find it funny. I don't oh, either. See? Don't worry. Okay.
5: Well, because I think the other one, because he just, I think it's just funny because um Harry keeps on putting the rumor that Draco's mom is, well, Draco is the love child between Snape and his mom, and it's, mm-hmm. I don't know why, I just found it to be funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You're a stupid elf.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a different so, one.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's a different one. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, good night. It's good to have you good back. Night. We've missed you.
3: Mm-hmm. It's good oh, to
1: do this in general.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But alright, good night. Good,
5: good night. night.
1: Mm. <laughs> if any of our listeners uh, are interested in the internal POFA chronology, uh, this is, we're recording this one week after the uh, Accidental Animages author interview and several weeks after the last um, time we actually did this fake.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we've had a several weeks off due to illness and Rehearsals. scheduling woes <laughs> yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and then we're on to part 27 which is true colors
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness
2: and snape's watching the first years come in and he sees jenny and he sees luna and then he sees colin and he's like that's weird oh boy what's wrong with colin and then he realizes that colin's brother was taken Yes. And that's Dennis was
1: one of the ones kidnapped, so Colin is not nearly so bouncy.
2: No. And he doesn't have a camera and all of that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So. And we find out that Professor Bins has retired.
1: Yes. He will now be offering private tutoring sessions in the library if anyone's interested.
2: Yay! No.
0: No of course not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well we Professor yeah. Cattermole, so okay, so okay. That that Kettermole. All right.
1: It's Mary. Yeah. I can't remember what they did that made Professor Binns retire, but they, they've they managed to get that put together. An exorcism?
2: Them. Well, th- I think they just said, wouldn't you rather just uh, teach whatever you want and just, you know, help kids in the library kind of a thing? And they gave him, he either had to change his curriculum, which he wasn't going to do, or he had to retire kind of a thing, as I recall. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so we have a new history professor, uh, Professor Cattermole, and that makes Snape cringe because he knows what happened to the Cattermole's back in the day. So he says <laughs> to himself, I really should go to the beginning of the year staff meeting so I'm not surprised by these things.
0: Hmm. But in canon, didn't they get out?
2: Uh, they did get out.
1: Yes. Yes. So this is another one of the divergences from the the AU okay. that this Snape is from.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, okay. Because yeah. Yeah. the the war in general meant, went much worse than canon. Ah. Uh, okay. And lasted longer, and it mm-hmm. took them several years past school before they either I don't know if they managed to defeat Voldemort. I think they did, but things were so bad that it just wasn't working. And Harry basically sacrificed most of his magic to send Snape back in time.
0: So,
2: Mr. Potter J.H., why are Harry's initials flipped?
1: Uh, type?
2: Uh, no, it's, it says that he's intrigued and slightly confused by the order of his name.
1: Oh, right. So, it's because, um, Mr. Lee is writing in reverse style. Okay. Cause
0: um, mm-hmm. I'm smiling and nodding over here.
1: They're trying to do the thing where, like, Japanese names are, and a lot of other Asian names are reversed. Like, what you yeah, say but, 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 first but, but is that's, not your first name. But I no, think no, they no, kind but, of mixed that up.
0: <laughs> yeah, because his first initial and middle initial are flipped is my problem. I don't mind the other part. Yeah, I don't just. know.
2: But anyway... So he's sent Harry, Mr. Leah, sent Harry a letter. Harry's not really sure what to do with it. So he shows it to Snape and Snape says, this is a good friendship to cultivate. Go ahead and cultivate it because you might need what he can get for you. And so Harry's like, yeah. all right. And he's still having his Friday lessons with Professor Sprout and he's still spending his weekends in the infirmary. And in fact he's gotten so good at it he doesn't even have to really speak parcel tongue anymore. He can just think it and he uh, and things start to heal. Yeah. So That's rather frightening. Mm-hmm.
1: And so now they're thinking about maybe looking at the protective things you can do with parcel magic as well mm-hmm. as the healing things. But those are supposed to be harder because yeah. you have to have all the, the steps and the building blocks ready before you can do any shield banking and things yeah. like that.
2: So, and basically we just kind of go through, it, it's kind of like a, a grocery list here. We've got professor catamals are really good. She's better than bins, but we always expected that. Um, <laughs> everything else is going okay. Outside of class, he's corresponding with black. He's not really sure about this guy yet, but he's trying, uh, yeah. he's
1: miss- sending le- messages back and forth with Mr. Lee mm-hmm. and everybody's yeah. recommending Harry for Order of Merlin and he's not sure about this whole idea but eventually he kind of has to go with it because, you know, he's caring like anthropy. what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. But
2: Yeah, but he's not real, real sure about it <laughs> and then Severus isn't having a good week Severus is a no good, very bad day week, something yeah. like that Severus yeah. is going to move to Australia Lead uh, me, I shall be in Australia. <laughs> Sorry, that's yes. from the book. Because he was trying to keep a fairly low profile about, you know, sort of kind of helping come up with the the cure,
1: yeah, the
2: vaccine, yeah. And, and now they're yeah.
1: awarding him an Order of Merlin, first class, for mm-hmm.
2: it. Oh dear, yeah,
1: yeah, so and, much for that.
2: And now he has to uh, go and deliver Voldemort's potions. And he's not really sure he wants to do that. And yeah, and the werewolves are all pissed. <laughs> They're after him.
1: Yes, because these are Oops. the werewolves who like being werewolves and mm-hmm. don't want it to be cured. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. He heads on in with the potions and he's made a breakthrough. He's going to stop the illness from progressing. No, he's not. And uh, lower the fever. Mm-hmm. And, so basically what he's doing is he's treating the symptoms and ignoring the actual problem in hopes that it will get worse. Get worse.
2: <laughs> yeah. And he looks at Bellatrix, and Bellatrix's hands aren't steady, and her shoulder's twitching, and he's like, aha, she's been cruciated a lot. Uh, yep. So.
1: And Voldemort wants to know whether taking these potions is going to mess up with his ritual that he's got in mind.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He's going to use nine children will. to... He's going to absorb some neutral magic from nine children, which should hopefully get rid of his illness.
3: Mm-hmm. And he
1: says, hmm, well, I don't know exactly. There shouldn't, there shouldn't be a problem if you absorb them individually instead of all at once.
2: Yeah. So, and then he, he lets Crab sort of know offhandedly that he's going to be in Nocturne Alley. Uh, just sort of laying a trap and one of the werewolves foolishly steps into his trap.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: And so he doses him with a little bit of, uh, potion whose name yeah. I have forgotten. What, what gives it? him Vera to Vera Vera to That's the word. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he wants to know, where are the nine children kept? Mm-hmm. And this werewolf knows about three of them because they're doing cells apparently.
2: Yeah. He's not, Voldemort's not, oop, Alex is back. Don't do that, buddy. Uh, is not putting all of his eggs in one basket, so they've been spread
1: out. Yes, and the only people who know where all nine of them are are Voldemort himself, Camellia Rendell, and Arduplal, who are the sort of mm-hmm. leaders of the werewolf group. And so there's three, three locations with three children each. And Snape basically he continues interviewing him for a little bit, and he basically decides he's not going to have much chance to do anything until the night of the ritual itself.
2: And so he obliviates the guy and goes Pends in to way. talk to Albus using cotton candy as the password. Well, that was creepy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and he comes in on... Uh,
1: Dumbledore playing Operation. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I love this. So his... Physical and speech therapist is there and the way that he's got Dumbledore trying to be steady is he's playing the kids' game of operation. <laughs> that is totally
0: awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah. For his fine motor skills mm-hmm. and muscle control and coordination. Yep. So. And he's managed to get a butterfly, a bucket, a wrench, and an Adam's apple. And oh. he's just got the funny bone.
2: But not the bread basket. That one's usually pretty easy. Yeah. Although it's been a long time since I, I don't have think I've played, ever played
3: Operation. Operation.
2: I've never played either. Wait, there's a bread I basket. Your mm-hmm. for it. But. Yeah, it's like a slice of bread.
0: Oh, hmm. not a literal. Okay.
2: No. Well, I mean, there's a part of your body that's called the bread basket. There is. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. It's an old-fashioned term. And so, yeah. Alex, it's
1: a term for your torso, noise? basically. I think it's oh. like your your stomach area.
2: Yeah, because it's not you, only you know, fun, but educational as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, my grandma always used to use that.
2: Yeah, mine too. So Snape says, you know, he's he's planning something with the children, just as we feared, and he's also planning something with the ministry. And Alba says, yeah, we know that he's gotten to fudge, but we don't know what, and we can't prove it, so there's nothing we can do. And Snape calls the ministry people idiotic sheep. Mm-hmm. Of but, course he does. But Albus is going to let Madam Bones know so that they can, she can have the orders ready when he contacts her on Halloween so that she, they can get there as quick as possible. And she knows that there might be spies in her own department, so she'll be really circum, circumspect. And then all they can do is wait. Yeah. And they're waiting waiting
1: waiting and everything seems to be going really slowly yes and snape is just trying not to notice Colin creepy mhm yeah. and draco has can tell something's up he, so he just sort of tries to let him know it, it doesn't have anything to do with you mhm and worry. remus wants to know um is there something wrong with the food Because mm-hmm. you're not touching any of it but snape is not receptive so remus wisely drops it mm-hmm. <laughs> And then it's time. He's got the summons. So he heads out to what turns out to be Augustus Rookwood's manor. Yes.
2: And he sends Albus a Patronus. Alex, I really don't want you kneading on my waterbed.
1: It's probably a bad idea. If it worked, you would be very distressed.
2: i going to wake up wet in the morning and wonder why. My brother my brother said, We're gonna get you a an electric blanket for Christmas and I said, Yeah, that's probably not a good idea and he said, Why? Is it not good for the waterbed? And I said, I think it's more if the waterbed ever sprung a leak, I'd get fried and he's like, Oh, good point. I said, Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I don't want to be fried, thank you. Yeah. Have you
0: tried those thingies you put in the microwave
2: that are like sacks of hmm yeah whatever I have, I have one that's shaped i have actually two that are shaped like dogs Ooh. and i actually have or had i don't think i still have them slippers that have the things in them that you can microwave them and then slip them in the bottom of the slippers and then put your feet oh in that the sounds divine yeah those were pretty cool made me want to have a actual microwave in my apartment here so i didn't have to go across the way to the house to make them work good so. idea so Snape has arrived, he's let Dumbledore know what's going on and has greeted Voldemort who is very happy that Severus is punctual. Mm-hmm. And he sees containment rings that he assumes are for the kids and he's thinking that doesn't bode well. <laughs> Voldemort wants to know if lycanthropy will cause a problem, but Snape assures him it won't because he has Albus's blood in him which has the immune genes in
1: it. Yeah, so it should be a problem. But he basically wants to... Stall. Take as long as possible. Yes, wants to stall this whole thing. So he says, um, perhaps we should put them in the optimum order, the order of highest power and health to give you the best possible start at this whole thing. So I'm going to have to go over them all and move them around as many times as possible. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: So he's... Checking them, and these kids are all cowed. They they've been they've been well fed, but they've been conditioned to do what they're told immediately or get hit, so or cursed or whatever. So they are
1: yeah, and meek, they're all like shady. eight or nine mm-hmm. or younger.
3: hmm.
2: Yeah, and Snape's being mean because he can't not yeah. and, and get away with it. So he's got them in the quote optimum order to be sacrificed, but really he's put them in. The best order that he thinks for, that's going to be a good chance for them to run away if the wards
1: drop. Yeah. And yeah. when he reaches Dennis, he decides to give him, he takes the little port key off that he has underneath the band of his watch mm-hmm. and gives it to him.
2: Yeah. He does like this really simple switching spell and switches this little, it's like he's almost wearing a friendship bracelet. So Snape all of a sudden has the friendship bracelet on his wrist and Creevy has the portkey on his wrist and he kind of tightens his arm, you know, and says, don't, you know, pretend like it's not there. <laughs> Creepy just sort of yeah. looks at him dumbly.
1: Yeah, and then, and then he selects Dennis as the first and heads him towards the s- beginnings of the circle mm-hmm. into the ring and then before Voldemort's spell can connect, he shouts the portkey phrase yeah. and Dennis vanishes. <laughs>
2: And then all hell breaks loose because he's waiting for Dumbledore and Dumbledore has not arrived yet. And he's like, where is Dumbledore? What is going on? And we will find out about that in a minute. So, and then now is not
0: the time Dumbledore to have one of your episodes. Thank you very much.
2: So he, he starts this thing and, and Voldemort catches him and starts to crucio him. And he not just crucios, he crucio maximas him. And Snape's like, hmm, tingles, <laughs> you
3: know, yeah.
2: hmm, something's wrong, this should really hurt, and it doesn't. And then he, like, gets up, and Voldemort's, like, flabbergasted. What's going on? Yeah, Snape should be, like, writhing in pain and incoherent, and he's still fighting, and something's wrong.
1: Yeah, he says, this is only the beginning of your defeat, and shouts a reductor curse at him. Mm-hmm. And then the wards come down.
2: Yeah, and here comes Albus and...
0: Wait, so Cruz. while Severus is being cruciored, nobody's, like, tried to grab the kids? He's he's killed
2: a couple of the people that were guarding the kids. Oh, did I missed something. He, okay. he took care of a couple of the people. That's how Voldemort was able to get the drop on him, mm-hmm. pretty much. And so. Yeah. And,
1: and Dumbledore and the others are there attacking the perimeter.
2: Oh, at mm-hmm. the same time
0: that okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was like, that
2: is not going and to work very well. Is Snake <laughs> manages to get a, um, hiding he Kills spell. Kamalia
1: Rendell, who's yeah. the, the top werewolf, and then, um, yells at all the kids to get down. Mm-hmm. And that's when Voldemort cruciates him.
2: Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, And then Dumbledore shows up and Voldemort and Dumbledore duel, but Dumbledore runs as soon as he can because he's already seen that he can't do much against Dumbledore.
1: You mean Voldemort runs? Yeah,
2: yeah, Voldemort runs. There we go. As (laughs) as I'm saying, as I'm listening to the sound in my, I'm like, hmm, that sounded like Dumbledore, not Voldemort. Did I do that right?
1: (laughs) They have similar Mm -hmm.
2: in sounds,
1: vowel sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah they they have assonance.
2: <laughs> mm, there's a word. So the battle's over and Snape gets up and he's been protecting the kids and all the orders go after him because they don't know that he's a spy for the light, but Dumbledore steps in and blocks them. So and all the kids are like hanging on him and trying to, you know, be close to him because they know that he saved them and all he can think of is well at least they're not crying.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> And And Elvis says, well, I suppose some explanation is in order. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Gee, you think? That's Uh. one way to put it, says Madame Bones. Yeah. And then we go to chapter 28, which is titled Gain.
2: And Professor Sprout is getting ready to go to bed. and Something is not right. Mm -hmm. Ernie McMillan, wide-eyed, is like, something's wrong with Harry, quick! So they go running back in there
0: i'm so glad that harry's scar isn't bleeding in this one because that just drives me up the wall oh
1: mm. it is possible scars can bleed
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's what happens to mine every time i trip and skin my knee well that's the... different yeah so. it's not spontaneous but you know given weird magical things it could happen i suppose but yes it's not something we ever actually saw in canon so so, so true. Harry's just shaking uncontrollably, and he's just giggling, and nobody can oh, tell that why. Oh,
0: kind of hysterical, okay. Yeah. And
1: mm-hmm. he's shivering violently, and...
2: Isn't he laughing uncontrollably?
1: Yeah, he's giggling uncontrollably, and...
2: Cheering charms. <laughs> and Sprout says, oh, you're not feeling well, Harry. Too many sweets tonight at the Halloween ball," and whisks him away. Knowing full well that that's not the problem, but not wanting the other kids to know what's going on.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And apparently Voldemort is furious right now for being Mm -hmm. betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. And so Harry's happy about that, but the Mm -hmm. convulsion and shaking and such is not helpful. No. Um,
2: and Dennis has woke up in the hospital wing. Some lady called Pomfrey guided him to bed, and she seemed nice, but he's not sure. And he's got he no doesn't idea. really know
1: what's going on. Yeah,
2: where he is. Can you blame him? Yeah. And,
1: and then Harry's there because he's also in the hospital wing now, mm-hmm. so they can talk for a bit. Oh, we're in the infirmary. It's a magic school. I'm a student here, and etc. Mm-hmm.
0: So Dennis doesn't look enough like Cullen for Harry to put two and two together.
2: Not really, because Harry's not a Gryffindor. It's dark. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, and Colin's totally different, so he's not fanboying him, so I don't think Harry's had a lot of interaction with him. And Dennis is, you know, I'm not worthy. You can't, you know. Harry's like, I'll heal you, and then it's like, you can't. It's a werewolf. Nobody can heal me. And he's feeling really down, and so... Harry says, nope, I can hear you. I can heal you.
1: Yeah, I use <laughs> something called parcel magic that means I can heal like Hans being. I've already healed 16 people, mm-hmm. so I have lots of practice.
2: And Dennis is absolutely amazed, but he's willing to let him try.
1: Yeah. And, and so he grabs his wrist basically, and concentrates, and then whew, he's not a werewolf mm-hmm. anymore.
2: Yeah. And he's had so much practice that it doesn't hardly take any time at all.
1: Yeah, because the first several times it took him a while to mm-hmm. figure this out and make it work. And one, once he kind of started using the white magic, because in the course of breaking the werewolf curse, this white magic comes out and some of it goes into the werewolf in, themselves and some of it goes into Harry because he's the one doing it. Right. And sort of residual effects of it seem to go into the surrounding people, which is what happened to Dumbledore and made the inoculant. But because Harry now has this kind of little storehouse of white magic, he just kind of draws from that and sends it in to Mm -hmm. kill the curse. And he doesn't have to draw on his own magical core. Uh
2: And then we have Severus and Dumbledore who have been in the ministry for hours and hours. Um, All of the children have been traumatized. And No, really. They're all—they've all been bitten, so that they've all had to have tests, and then the tests come back, and then they get the cure, and all of this. And you know, there's just all these questions. And Snape's like, "Leave these poor kids alone," <laughs> you know. But it's the ministry, and it's bureaucratic, so yeah. But while this is all going on, Snape has noticed that some people are treating Albus slightly different. Some of them, like, they're afraid of him, and some of them, like, they're in awe of him. And so he's like, uh, Professor, what happened? <laughs> and we find out that Cornelius was being his normal butt self, and he was not willing to allow Dumbledore to take the Oars anywhere, because Albus wouldn't name Severus as his spy. So... And then Umbridge gets involved. And then Umbridge the bitch gets involved. And she is... Oh, she's so Umbridge in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just hate her so much. Um, and, uh, you know, the minister's like, really, Albus, I can't allow you to trespass on private property.
0: Um, I've been there, done that, thank you.
2: Albus <laughs> is like, I'm going, whether you let me or not, and if you continue this... Then I'm going to take it to the people, and they like me better, so you might want to rethink this, Fudge. And finally, Fudge says, all right, I guess, and gives him permission, because Albus is like, I know that these kids are there, and we need to, uh, you know. <laughs> he actually sets the, the desk on fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen too many children die already, and I'm not going to let these ones do so if I can mm-hmm. help it. So I'm going, whether you like it or not, and Fudge is like, okay, fine. I'll uh, take some horrors with you. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Snape's like, okay, that explains a few things.
1: And oh. Dumbledore's a little embarrassed that he lost his temper, mm-hmm.
2: but... It's <laughs> totally his fault. And he's a little yeah. afraid that it's part of his brain injury, but Snape's like, no. Any sane person would have lost their temper with Fudge. You're okay.
1: Yeah. And then they have to talk about how Voldemort did Crucio Maxima and Snape stood up, which mm-hmm. should not be a thing. And he's yeah. like, well, it really felt like mild irritation, like maybe I was itchy or something. Mm-hmm. It's not really, I, I mean, I've been Crucio before. I know what this is supposed to feel like. But uh. yeah. And this is when they, discover this odd coating around Severus's nerves Mm. and Harry says, Oh, was that weird? I just kinda did that
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Later. And you know, they send for Madame Pomfrey and she shows up all ready to treat him and Severus is like, Really, I'm okay and she's like, Let me be the judge of that boy. But she's like, hey, wait, you are okay. What's going on? Yeah,
1: something's Maybe preventing the curse from mm-hmm. from reaching the nerves. Because there's all sorts of curse re- residue, but it hasn't done any damage. Yeah. And she says, hmm, let me see. Oh, that's odd. Oh, very informative, says Snape.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's odd? Wait a minute.
1: Yeah, she's but- detecting <laughs> Harry's magical signature, and there's some sort of coding on all his nerves. Mm-hmm. They're going, okay, um, let's talk to Harry, see how this happened.
2: Yeah. So they get Harry in and Dumbledore starts with small talk. So Harry, how's, how you been? How's your, your classes? How's the modus cube going? Can you Um, tell me what you did to Snape?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Harry actually takes a lemon drop.
2: Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and Snape's, Harry says, you know, people are asking me to heal their scars and I can heal. Fairly recent scars, but I can't heal old scars because they just
1: sort of disappear rather than healing up. Well,
2: it's because the dead skin, it kind of stops it because there's nowhere, there's nothing to do with the dead skin.
1: Yeah, there's nothing malleable left. Mm -hmm. No, it's not flexible anymore. There's a, there's been a new boundary set because the, the rest of them is kind of healed around this scar tissue. Fascinating. yeah. So, Dumbledore suggests, well, you might want to try cutting out some of the healthy tissue as well and then letting that heal through the whole area. but that's it, it would be more awkward and maybe a little messy and they have to think about that. But it's something to try.
2: yeah, so, and then Dumbledore finally gets around to, so you had a vision last night. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Can you tell me what you saw? Well,
1: Dennis was going into the circle, and Voldemort was really excited. And then he vanished, and Voldemort got really angry. And Professor Snape killed Nagini and these other two people. And uh, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, and Madame Pomfrey comes in and says that the Creevy family is with Dennis, which is very cool. Yeah,
1: and they're. And then Harry gets to the part where. Voldemort casts this amazing Crucio curse on mm-hmm. Snape and Voldemort was seemed to be afraid when the spell didn't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. It's the only ever time well, I would be too. Time I've felt complete fear from him. Yeah. And and Dumbledore says, Yes, that would have been unnerving. We'd like to figure out what caused that. <laughs> if we could do that again, that would be good. Um, there seems to be this coding thing. Would you know anything about that?
0: Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah,
1: well, oh, yeah, I did that last year on Halloween. There was this curse residue and this me- membrane that had tears in it and stuff, and I just fixed the membrane.
2: And strengthened it, too. hmm And Snape's like, the membrane was already there? And Harry said, yeah. And so they find out that it shouldn't be there.
1: Yeah, none of the people that they've examined who've had Cruciatus before uh, Mm -hmm. have done it. And Dumbledore figures it's probably just from how many times Snape has had some Crucio done to him. Mm -hmm. And they discover that Maxima is apparently, um, it's basically an exponential increase of a spell. Right. And they talk about the Longbottoms a little bit. They know Mm -hmm. that both of them were driven into insanity by the Cruciatus, but it was in different ways. Alice Longbottom um, was cursed with the regular Cruciatus multiple times by four people for nearly half an hour. And Frank Longbottom got one Crucio Maxima for 15 seconds. It had just about the same effect. And Mm -hmm. actually, he's worse off than she is.
2: Yeah. And Harry's like... Why? Why do they do that? And, you know, so that's when they explained We learned the
1: stuff that we would have learned in before mm-hmm. about Barty Jr. and the Lestranges.
0: Did the Longbottoms go into hiding in canon?
2: Yeah, I but they, know. I think they did. But then after Voldemort fell, they came out of hiding because they didn't realize that there was such uh that there was going to, you know, that the Death Eaters would come after him looking that's for true. Voldemort. And then, of course,
0: the fanon that Neville was there and the reason he's so forgetful is because they had to obliviate him because he saw. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah. I wonder who came up with that first. I don't know.
2: So Harry checks out Snape again, and the membrane is there, and it has slight cracks here and there, but it was repairing itself slowly, really, really slowly, but it was recovering.
0: That's amazing.
2: And, uh... Mhm. There, you know, how much damage is there? And Harry says, "Well, not much, but it's also had time to repair itself." So, he's, you know, kind of
1: mm-hmm.
2: doing that. So, basically, probably has
1: an idea that they could all, they could treat this kind of like a, an organ transplant or a mar- marrow mm-hmm. transplant. Transplant yeah. a little bit of it from someone where it's already working into somebody else and let it grow from there.
0: Right. So, it's basically like dialysis. Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, so you could basically take, take this from a healthy person like Snape okay. and implant it into the long bottoms, maybe, and it and could possibly fix them. Fix them. It
0: might take longer, or, but yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know if it would work necessarily for the long bottoms. They'd have to do a lot of other stuff first, but it would mm-hmm. be a shield for anybody else. Like, if they took this from Snape and put it in Harry or um, Dumbledore or somebody else, and then waited long enough for it to build up around all of their nerves, they'd be resistant to Crucio.
2: Right. So they say, why don't you try this to yourself, Harry? And Pompey's like, ah, oh, I don't think this is a good idea. Or Sprout, I don't think this is a good idea. But they say, yeah, you should do this. Because if the Dark Lord catches you, you need to have as much going for you as you possibly can.
0: Of course, the question being, can you do such things to himself? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah so he's he's thinking about it he's going to try just doing his left hand. He's not going to try doing all of him at once, mm-hmm. and he's going to and he tries tries it, and he's sort of got this template in mind, and he's concentrating on his palm he's going to try and stretch it out to this membrane and it seems to be working for a little bit, but then there's this odd shivering, and he just crashes down on him mm-hmm. and it feels like he can't breathe, and he blacks out
2: yeah. Things can go wrong, (laughs) he thinks, (laughs) before he
3: goes.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Things can go wrong. Coral's,
2: you know, hissing hysterically. I I love that vision of a hysterical snake.
1: (gasps) Yeah, and Harry just stiffens and collapses, and Sprout wants to know what's going on, and and Pomfrey says, well, uh, from what she can tell with her diagnostic spells, the protection he's managed to make has collapsed. And Sprout recognizes something that Harry had told her from his reading on protective parcel magic. Mm-hmm. It's like building a castle. If you build the walls wrong, it can fall in on you. You have to place the stones correctly. And yeah. they're going, well, but this is a healing thing. And they realize, no, it's not. He's using his healing senses to see it and apply it. But right. it's a shield that has been put around Snape's nerves.
2: So basically, he was doing it too fast. Yeah. So he's gotta slow down. Yeah. So he can rebuild the shieldy thing?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So he's basically worn out and sore. Yeah. But he seems to be okay. There's no permanent damage. Yep. And he's just he re, they tell him he's just attempted protective parcel magic without laying the groundwork. And they're going, huh. Oops. All right so then. It's like, all right. Better a few more things.
0: So it's like doing a math problem without Yes, steps.
2: without doing all the steps. Yeah. Okay. So that's where we're, we're going to end with Harry knowing now what he needs to do, but I don't think he's done anything yet, and we'll see what happens in the last few chapters next time on Potterfick Weekly. Sorry, mm-hmm. I had to do it. <laughs> I'm channeling Bob, who just sent me a sad face. I don't know what's wrong with Bob, but oh no, Bob. when we okay. get off the podcast, I will type to him and find out what's going on. I really like this story. I can't wait to see what happens now because I can't remember. It's been so long, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that we finally have come back to it because, yeah, I was kind of missing it.
1: So, how was it jumping in in the middle of a story?
2: I've done a story.
1: it once
0: before. It was okay. I'm I'm rather confused, so I will hopefully be able to go back and read this and mm-hmm. you know resolve that. But <laughs> I like it. It's, it's you know. I've never been a helpful up Harry, thick. No. Oh no. This is no, true. like Harry always either gets like sorted into Slytherin, and everybody freaks out, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is horrible." And maybe mm. what is it? Madamus Does he go into? Does M.O.R. put him in Ravenclaw? I think so. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. I think there's probably one or two others, because I seem to remember reading one, and I didn't read much of that one.
0: Mm -hmm. I didn't either. I've read Mm -hmm. a Voldemort Goes Into Hufflepuff fic. Yes, yes. We Mm -hmm. we all know that one. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't think I've read a Harry Goes Into Hufflepuff. i read a Draco in Hufflepuff.
2: Mm, That would be interesting.
0: It was. But yeah, so this is... Although, so far, you know, I'm jumping into it, so his Hufflepuffishness
2: isn't there to me yet. Very apparent, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it doesn't, it doesn't really show up until you have, you know, Ernie and Zacharias going in to get him from the dorm. And you're like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But. Who are you and
2: why are you? Why are you here? Wait a minute. But, yeah. And I totally forgot that. That was totally a shock to me when we first started recording this. I was like, oh, I totally forgot that he was in Hufflepuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So. I remembered he was somewhere else, so I went back to check. And yeah, it was... Uh, okay. That's in Chapter 4, which is called Better Be. Yeah.
0: I'm still amazed at all this stuff happened first year. Like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot going on, this Harry.
2: Harry's
1: busy. But, you know, he's got Snape nudging things behind the scenes and going, Hmm, perhaps we should protect the castle a little bit more. Hmm, perhaps we should, you know, scan for Anna Magi. Hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, basically... Harry should be like, look, I got an order from Merlin. Can I just skip my exams from here on out? Like, really? Can I just?
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, Snape's being more subtle than that. He's There's some interesting bits in the earlier chapters where he's like, how can I get them to do these things without revealing that I know a whole bunch more stuff?
2: Yeah, or without changing too much because... You know, I'm still supposed to be sort of mean.
1: There's a bit in like chapter five or six where everybody's like, not a single first year has cried yet. This is weird. (laughs) What's going on (laughs) with snakes? Yeah.
2: Something's wrong. Wait a minute.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, my.
1: That's a fun story. I'm enjoying it. I'm glad to get Mm -hmm. back to it, and it'll be fun to finish it off. I think we have just Just the one one left.
2: Yep, one more. 29 through the epilogue. 29 to the epilogue. Is next week
1: Thanksgiving?
2: Yes, it is. Five in a bit. Oh, God. No, that was last month. (laughs) Yeah, for Scott, it was last month. (laughs) Nah, it's next week. Yep. We could probably do Tuesday if everybody's up for it, and then maybe not do anything with the last one until the new year, just because I don't think we'll get it done fast enough. I think it's got five um, okay. I'm podcast up. sections. I think it's got five podcast sections. So, I don't think we'll yeah, get it done. Could see. We should look. Scott, you're better at this than I am, and see if we can find a Christmas story. We could do a Christmas hopefully
1: Mostly all I do is uh, Google.
2: <laughs> it looks like, oh god, not again, is ten chapter increments. So... Depending on how long that is, we might have to cut it down. It seems to me that they're pretty short, though.
1: Oh, Yeah, it might have been because they were short chapters. I can't remember.
2: I can't get into that Um, one. Actually, no. That first one's pretty long, Mm. so we might actually need to take some more. I'll um, see how long it is on the text reader and maybe have to (laughs) rearrange a few things. Okay. So we hope that you are enjoying this coverage of... To Shape and Change. And mm-hmm.
1: Snake and Change. <laughs> yeah, you got to pronounce that properly. It is, ride. in fact, To Shape and Change by Blue Owl. Mm-hmm. And that will bring our episode of Potterfic Weekly to a close. Uh, if you would like to check out our past archives of other fix, you can go to com or find us on mm-hmm. iTunes. If you want to check out some of us or people... Re- Connected to us, reading or reviewing things that are not fixed, you can go over to Pufwa Exchange or check out our random chats about all sorts of different things at PointOfViewWeekly.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are currently on hiatus and will be back sometime in the new year, possibly by the time you're hearing this, depending on oh, how probably.
2: those work. <laughs> I assume so. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, hope you drop by and drop by the forum, our thick forum. Dot com and check in. You can Self-sorted into the house. Sue,
1: Sue can write you a lovely little fic with Hat, who lives up in her office, and will mm-hmm. sort you. And, when he's uh,
2: not conspiring with Scarlet to turn my office into a Halloween scary place.
1: Mm-hmm. That sometimes happens. Mm-hmm. That Hat is pretty hat. mysterious over at the forum. He but is. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have a lot of fun. We we, we play too. some games. We post pictures. Talk about the weather. Talk about we random that. things that occur mm-hmm. to us. Uh,
2: we do a lot of that too. Yeah. Mm. We should have a, a Christmas or whose Halloween line is ball. is it
1: Anyway, going on in the restricted section at the moment. If mm-hmm. you're over 18, mm-hmm. all sorts of good stuff.
2: All kinds of fun. Come and join us. We we could use some new blood. All right. And I guess with that, we will say good night, everybody.
1: Good night, everyone.
2: Night. Or good day. And here's a word from our author. Hi, I just finished listening. Here are some of my thoughts. Chapter 24 and 25. I enjoyed your talk about math. Being an engineer myself, I had to take a lot of math in college and now use some advanced math occasionally in my work. Yes, I did a lot of brain research in writing this. It was really interesting. I laughed at the brain-damaged Dumbledore comment, as well as Bellatrix crawling with bugs and homework done at 10.30 at night. After the broom incident with Draco and the castle wall, Harry's interest in Quidditch brooms was sort of, well, dampened. Chapter 26. I laughed again upon hearing, He can get lice! Let me have hair! And then boom! Chapter 27. No, they didn't manage to stop Voldemort before he sent before Harry sent Snape back. That was why they had to try the risky time travel. The membrane Snape has is a protective shield, not a cure, so putting it on the long bottoms wouldn't cure-treat them. But if they are crucioed after getting on the shield, they would be protected. I like how you compared casting protective parcel magic to solving complicated math problems. That's a perfect analogy. Looking forward to the next podcast, and thanks again for spending your time on reviewing my fic, Blue Owl. So home
1: on to the wonder that those books brought to our life
0: keep each other safe keep faith good night